Welcome to Snowmobile Sessions Live on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. It's the number one destination to learn about snowmobiling, network with other sledders, and have an awesome time doing it. We'll meet other snowmobilers that share your passion and show your fan photos along the way. Snowmobile Sessions Live. Enjoy the ride. really This episode of Snowmobile Sessions Live is brought to you by Energy Power Sports. They're Oakville's full-line BRP dealer with sales and service to all BRP models and so much more. Energy Power Sports always has the fun in store with a wide selection of clothing, parts, and accessories for all your power sports passions. Make Energy Power Sports your source for Can-Am off-road ATV and side-by-sides. Can-Am on-road Riker and Spider, including the sporty F3S, Sea-Doo watercraft and switch pontoon boats, and Alumacraft fishing boats powered by Mercury Marine. Put yourself on a Manitou pontoon or a widescape stand-up snowmobile. Energy Power Sports is the home for Lynx and Ski-Doo snowmobiles for the entire family. Do you feel the energy? Energy Power Sports, 879 Cranberry Court, Oakville, Ontario, or online energypowersports.ca all right let me get rid of this screen here there we go how you doing Corey? long time oh. no see <laughs> yeah right how are you <laughs> good good long we drive just, yeah yeah we just literally got uh got back from snowmobile this weekend in quebec and i wasn't gonna do a uh broadcast tonight but then we were talking last night over dinner and galit's and uh, outdoor hobby guy popped over to our place for a little visit and said, "You got to come on tonight." And they're going to try and come on from uh, from the top of Devil's Mountain. They thought so. We'll see if that works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was good service there. Yeah, there there certainly yeah, was. Good God, every <clears throat> everybody was missing us, Corey. Like, I'm glad we came on. We have we have Massard in there, Ron Castellute, Lapointe skis in in the house. Uh, Joel Aikner says two or three more warm days and all of the snow will be gone. I know it's kind of depressing. Uh, who else we got in here? Hey, Dallas, how are you, buddy? Good. Yeah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you miss your dad this weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good to be home, eh? Jarrett White's in the house. Nathan M. Wisco Sledhead says, hey, everyone. Uh, Corey Brock, he's sitting on the screen here. He's also in the chat. Renegade X and Massart and Brian Lynn. The lake's frozen. Great base. We just need snow, he says. Um, Bill McCleary's in the house. It goes on and on. Just fly low. Greg DeGuer, he's back. Uh, I'm just trying to find out if there's any new ones. Nathan M., I think I said. 850XCR136. Tim V's back. Bobby O., is Lots in the house, people. no bullshit. Oh, yeah, All Train TV says howdy. All Train TV is awesome because I asked him if he's uh, if he would come on the show tonight to to introduce him and put a face to the name. And he says he actually was working tonight and he actually runs a CNC machine with his mm. phone up on the edge of it, oh. walking <laughs> it as he goes along. <laughs> right so, on, yeah, yeah, but uh. Yeah, so what do you think of that weekend? We went to Corey and I and Shannon and Drew went to Quebec to the 
It was a free ride weekend, so you don't have to pay for a permit. And uh, we left here with no snow, and what did we find out? Uh, you know, it was thin. Um, it was thin till we, oh, man, what do you think? Uh, Ottawa? Well, I mean, Brockville. Brockville, they had some trails open and stuff, but uh, I don't know if I'd want to ride those. Um, no. But, um, yeah, basically, you know, Brockville and then north up to Ottawa, still, you know, kind of thin. And then, you know, we started going into um, where Gatineau and then yeah. heading up to uh, Mont Laurier. And we actually, so we had a place booked. Um, about a week ago, I had a place booked in Messine, which is about uh, 30 minutes south of Mont Laurier. And, you know, looking at the weather and so on, um, you know, we, I reached out to you guys and basically, you know, we thought, you know, I, I do a lot of the social media stuff and all that and, you know, asking questions and, um, you know, and it just seemed like around the town of Mont Laurier was not, not looking good. So, uh, we canceled and booked another Airbnb, uh, 30 minutes North in Ferme Nouveau or Ferme Nouve, whatever. Yeah. Ferme Nouve. For, for May move and uh yeah it was pretty good i don't know what do you guys think i mean the trails yes it's thin um yeah there's snurt uh, but you know the clubs again are doing an amazing job for what they have uh it's low snow everywhere so um i mean the best thing about it was although it was snurt and they were smooth like for the most part yeah it was it was smooth snurt so I mean, oh yeah, there's rocks and gravel, the odd spot, but I don't know. Once you got north, um, it got again. It was still low snow for you know. Gary and I were up there last January, mid January for the free weekend yeah. we moved, it. and uh, you know, it, it, it there was less snow now than there was back then. I think so, uh, and it was so. We have yet to experience a. Uh, what Quebec really has to offer for trails. I mean, and for what we've seen, it's still pretty top notch for, for the conditions that they're given. So, I mean, they groom constantly and I, I, I'd recommend it a hundred, 110%. So. Yeah. You yeah. see a lot of guys, we, we talked about that this weekend that just buy um, Quebec permits. Like even Galit yeah. has, has an Ontario permit, but he bought Quebec as well. So he right. got in on the bird specials and that's his plan is to go back and, and ride there uh, again. So, um, I mean, it, it depends on like, you know, the more, I guess the more the Ontario is not getting the snow and Quebec gets, seems to be getting the snow. I, the passes aren't cheap. Um, no, especially now that you got to buy them kind of, um, you know, mid season or whatever you want to call it. So you don't get early bird pricing and all that stuff. So, yeah, it adds up for sure. But I mean, again, we were talking about all the money you're kind of saving, not going away every weekend and not riding and not spending gas and oil and food. And so, I mean, if you splurge a couple weekends a year, um, this year, you know, to be the one, um, it's great for, I think. Yeah. It's kind of like a friend of mine had a mentality. He used to be a trail rider and then he sold his sled because, again, years ago, got into a, a series of winters where there was low snow, not like this at all. And right. uh, 
and sold his sled. And then he went out, he decided he was going to take one trip a year to BC. And now he's doing two trips a year to BC, he bought a mountain sled and that's his riding. Cause he knows he's going to get snow. He doesn't have to worry about stressing of having a, a snowmobile and not knowing where to ride it or when to ride it. So sure. he, he's even hurting this year though, because out West they don't have much in the mountains. So yeah, he's yeah, had to cancel sure. one of his trips as well, but um, yeah, I just like, see LaPointe. I see LaPointe's question. Uh, yeah, you can. So we've looked this up. Um, so basically for a day pass, I think it's $95. Uh, for and then the three day pass, we looked on the way home, it's 185. Uh, and then I didn't quite look at the week because I don't plan on going back for a week, but yes, yeah. you can buy a day pass, yes, you can buy a three day pass, and then I think there's a seven day pass. So, um, in this, like I said, in this this climate we have right now, it, it's worth it to me, so yeah. And just to let you guys know, and one of the reasons why we chimed in tonight is because most of the lodge session guys are on. Like you got Castellut and, and Lapointski and things like that. So we, I talked to Jim today. They've closed the Sudbury trails, but he's tight with the the uh, Sudbury trail plan and the groomers. They won't get a groomer on the out until there's snow. So and they're not they're not looking at snow till next week. The unfortunate thing is there may there may, there is rain scheduled on Friday of this week, and that might be the that's going to be the deciding factor of of what happens with the lodge weekend. And he's understandable that if we do have to pull the plug on this thing, that where it's a snowmobile trip, and if there's no trails to be open, then there's no point in actually doing anything like this. So um, if we will let you guys know Monday what's going to go down i'll i'm going to send out an email to everybody tomorrow and then uh, we'll let you guys we'll leave it we'll see what happens on friday and over the weekend jim was thinking there's going to be some snow on saturday but it's not showing any in the forecast he said every day that there's snow in the air but it's like nothing, one to two one centimeter yeah, and nothing no but even right now but nothing's oh. accumulating so right. he's going it's Probably because how warm it is during yeah, the day. Just yeah, and that's what you get so. per day just goes away by the end, right? Yeah. So, so cold at night. Joel says, Lord, thank you for this beer I'm about to drink, beer run, but it would be nice if you could deliver. <laughs> how long of a drive Cheers. was it, Ron? Says, Ron, it was only a six, seven hour drive. So it's it's kind of funny when you think you got to drive nine hours from where I am to Cochrane, and I can go to quebec in six or seven hours and be riding great snow yep so yeah. it's um it's that that's the uh that's the nice thing about it right it's uh um yeah brian lynn's going to Bassard saint xenon quebec february 25th and march 1st the saint xenon is one that we were talking about um to go back to again but uh, stay tuned and we'll we'll keep yep. the discussion going if something does happen that the lodge sessions does get canceled in sudbury if anyone's interested in joining us in Quebec. I mean, I don't want to be responsible for anybody and saying it's a group ride or anything like that. But if anyone's interested, just shoot me an email, fanphoto at mudbrats.com. And uh, we can just, you know, keep you guys yep. in the loop of where we're at. And I mean, it'll be on your own to get accommodations and things like that. And, um, you know, we'll just see what happens right and but we want to make the best of a situation i mean it sucks because 
we had big plans this year for poker run and I got prizes lined up and everything yeah. like that. So it, sure. it does. So, but, um, but that's not to say that we're, you know, we're optimistic obviously as everybody has to be this winter. I know I, you see, but just, just for a heads up for anybody who's wondering, just stay away from Facebook, I think is the number one thing. It, <laughs> there's so many people who are like, oh, I haven't moved my sled out of the garage. And it's like, because they're not willing to trailer more than like 15 minutes. So yeah, well, everybody, just keep your spirits up. We'll keep you guys posted. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm probably the most optimistic person in our close group because I do <laughs> want this to go ahead. It was a lot of fun last year and it's a, it's a great time. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. comparing, and you know, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Now, actually, to go back to what Corey was saying, it's uh, 285 for a week permit in Quebec. So fair prices, really. So, yeah, so uh, but you 95 for a day, 185 for three, 285 for a seven, and uh, 900, is it 900 for? Yeah, no. If oh, you, if you get in trail, out. sorry. So if you purchase your permit the normal time you buy an OFSC, it is um, 440, and right now it'd be 530. So they have... Fair prices. Now it's higher than OFSC, but the trail we can we can get into that a little bit. How what we thought are about the experience and uh, actually here's a here's kind of a comment here. Uh, Corey's pretty tight with um, club interaction involvement and in, in the OFSC. And there's been a couple of comments on here. And Tim said maybe they discount permits next year. That's kind of a dumb thing. They never will. Uh, but this one here is: Do you know the answer to this question, Corey? Um, what does the OFSC do with the money since there's no winner? Honestly, I I don't know. Uh, I I don't go that deep into that type of uh, you know stuff. Um, I I personally would say they they it just goes to the bank. Like I yeah you know yeah. like I well, what are you gonna do right what what like. Does, I think I think the OFSC loses one winner, they gain another winner, right? Not lose, but they'll have some winner where they're spending tons of money on diesel and and throwing money at clubs, and then there's other winners like this where they're not. So um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so right. Do they put money into bridges? I think they Hopefully. always put money into bridges, right? Yeah. Like if you that, follow, if you follow the, always, your there's always money going into infrastructure. Uh, I went to the AGM this year. Uh, and, and there's, it's a lot of sit there and listen to them. And, um, it, it was really informative, um, really well done, but yeah, there there's, they do pie charts obviously and stuff of what goes into, uh, what they put back into infrastructure and the grooming and, and signage and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, but yeah, um, Lodge sessions from a Florida beach. <laughs> yeah. right. No, but the he says no negativity. I agree with this. No negativity on this chat, please do it. Even if we go there and we drink for a week, I would just take the trip to hang with my boys. You boys, no problem. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's almost what LaPointe did last year with his issues that he had. No, no offense. That that kind of happened last year, LaPointe. So he's, I think he's geared up. He needs to break in that new motor, right? He needs to break yeah. in the new motor. Mudbrad's yeah. golf outing. Yeah, Mudbrad's golf outing, yeah. Golf yeah. sessions. Oh, in the house evening, everyone, he says. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. But, yeah. Hey, Corey, have you got your new helmet handy? I do. I do. Yeah, actually. let's talk about that, man. All right. Well, we can. Um, 
Corey's so got a, I was, had a, can I preempt this though? Sure. You, you got you had, you bought you got two new helmets okay. this year. Yeah, one was, you got the other one there. Let's, oh my let's talk about both of them. Oh <laughs> it's oh so boy. funny because at the beginning of the season, Corey and I were at the Toronto show and we actually featured both these helmets, right? At the show, yeah. the first one being the 509 Commander V. And we were talking on the weekend is, you know, lots of YouTubers went out there and got these helmets and all they, some of them might've got them for free. And all you hear is the good, like how great they are, but are they, can you believe it when you're putting your own cash on the, on the table, Corey? Look at uh, that sexy thing. Well, um, so I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was able to score a, I mean, 509 trail ambassador discount code. Um, it gave me quite a bit of money off. So I thought, you know what? Um, I'm going to give this beauty a try. And I bought it. First things first, I got it. And basically, normally I'm a medium. Um, a medium in uh, my normal helmet. I usually wear an oxygen. And so I buy a medium thinking, you know, I'm going to get a medium helmet. So I buy it. It shows up. Uh, I put it on. Well, I tried to put it on, and once I got it on, taking it off, I actually scraped the back of my ears um, because the uh, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, this hole opening for your head is extremely small, so I don't know. You can kind of see the curtain at the back. Eh? It's tight right in there. It, yeah. It's it's uh, it's really bad. So. Um, Putting it on wasn't bad. Taking it off, like I said, it actually cut, scraped the back of my ears. So uh, after that was done, I uh, I contacted 509. I told them, and I was able to return it, and I bought a large. And wasn't sure about, you know, large sizing because I didn't try it on. But anyway, this is a large. Um, everyone was complaining online about not having a uh, drop-down sun visor. So I ended up buying, with the discount, the chrome tinted visor, right? Pretty sweet. Looks yeah, pretty good. Yeah, looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, okay, so I tried it. Here's a, okay, so I tried it three times. I, I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. First time, five minutes. That's um, not a good way to start a review, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to no, be honest. No, this is an honest personally, personally, this thing is not good, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and just uh, just to go back, and it's for sale. you wants to buy it, it's for sale. So it, it's but but you didn't hate your oxygen. You just you just like the look of that. Like you love. I know you oh, love your I, oxygen. Yeah, so I've had my know. oxygen for three years, and and is the oxygen the the prettiest helmet out there? No. Um, you know, I had a good buddy wrap it, and it looks good. Um, but I, again, it's still a bowling ball and i've had it for three years and you know i like to change up my stuff so anyways i got this helmet and i go up to halberton forest with shannon and in the meantime i've heard i bought it because i i thought i did some research and, and cardo cardo midlands and Euclear, and i guess senna uh apparently last summer or six months ago joined forces and made them in a bluetooth mesh intercom and they all went together and it's all supposed to be good so i contacted you clear and 
tried to hook them all up and I got it to work at home. Um, but the problem, so everything was good. Shannon and I go to Halberton Forest. I put it on my head and it's hurt and it's just crackling. Like the, the, the calm was just crackling. She could hear me. Uh, I couldn't stand it. So I turned around, stuck it back in the truck and uh, got the oxygen with the U-clear and away we went. Um, second time I tried it, second time I tried it was um, the rail bed. It was minus 21. Um, so the big issue I'm having with, I had with this helmet is the visor. So it's kind of hard to see. Um, I can't close it. So right now it's not, it's not locked in. Okay. You cannot close it. The only way to close this thing I found is pushing this top right here. So now it's locked. Okay. Now to yeah. open it, watch. Oh, wow. It's terrible. Yeah, you were okay. not lying about that, eh? Holy. So now, so again, can't close it. You got to push here. You're, you're, are you pushing in on the top to work? Pushing it? in on the top, and, and it clips down over top of this little nub here. Now, I talked to a guy, and I don't know if if he said he was going to file down the nub here, the nub in here, and which – this is an expensive helmet. You really shouldn't have to do that, right? No, no, it should come ready. Um, so, so minus twenty-one. My hands are freezing, and I'm driving down the rail bed. So, and there's just air leaking everywhere because I can't close it. Right? You need two I, hands. I don't, I don't understand what was going on. So I turn around, and go get my oxygen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I hated, like not hate, but like I'm used to a neck curtain. And I'm used to, I haven't worn a balaclava in my oxygen for three years. Um, this doesn't obviously have a neck curtain. Um, so you got to wear a balaclava. Uh, yeah, yeah. Five on nine helmet leak, terrible there. wind everywhere. Well, they, haven't changed, they haven't changed much personally. In my no. opinion, they haven't changed much. Um, it's, it's, it's bad. Like I'm, I, and once it gets hot, I want to let air in. So now, uh, yeah, so that didn't obviously this. The other thing I found too is the cord that they give you uh, is about two feet long. Um, so I cut it and actually joined it back together because I try and run the oxygen cable that like through the jacket. And then I tried to do it the same way as I run my other helmet. So I didn't want this cord everywhere. So I cut it and then shrink tubed it and soldered it and all that stuff. Yeah, so it looks good. Yeah. And they've all leaked. yeah. I don't know, man. Like, 509s to me always look cool. This helmet is light. Like this is the lightest out of all three. Um, yeah, hit it, buddy. Come on. Update. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> he's playing Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are some good? So, what are some other goods about it? Like you, you like the lightweight. What else? Lightweight. Is uh, I mean, like honestly, the okay. So the the comm unit when I was by myself. Um, yeah, um, the comm unit worked really well. Like it, it hooked to my sled. Um, I had no issues with that. It's very like volume up, volume down, right? Um, yeah. I mean, the light was cool. Uh, it gets brighter when you plug it into the sled. Um, so it's, you know, you can have it off or on. Uh, this is obviously the heated visor. Um, I just didn't like the, the visor is killing me. Like the visor locking is, is literally... Like, like it's it and opening it on the, it's 
no good. Yeah. So it's not cool. You can't run it with two hands. You know, it, I think you're spoiled by the oxygen too, how easy it is to use. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a great helmet. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not, I wasn't thrilled with it. I love the look. Um, but again, it doesn't have the drop down sun visor. So that I did find this, I ran this at night and, um, I ran this at night and it was pretty dark so i mean unless you want to switch unless you want to change um you know visor every day and night which it's not hard there's just two little things you pull down visor comes out yeah. you undo the little screw on the side here and then uh so uh, yeah I, so i mean i didn't get a whole lot of time with it like maybe like 100 kilometers or something like that so i you know, maybe if I put a balaclava on or a good balaclava, it wouldn't be so bad. Um, but again, I, I love the look. And uh, it didn't have a chin curtain either, which was another. That has, was a deal breaker for me. Little, it just has this little like deflector thing, um, yeah. which didn't really work. Like it didn't work. It has the fid lock system. Uh, I never even pumped up the ear things because you got to sit there for twenty minutes, and you know, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the point the, 509. I just think for the cost of this helmet, like like this helmet sitting right here with this visor tax, everything is like seventeen hundred dollars, right? So yeah, it's twelve sixty nine plus tax. The visor is two hundred twenty bucks plus tax, right? So you're you're like eighteen hundred bucks or whatever the case may be. Um, so for what it's worth is definitely not it's not worth the money i would i wouldn't like i like i said i got it for a fairly decent price so um i would never pay full price for this this thing so but you'd uh, buy it used from corey if anyone's looking for one yeah i mean it's a great helmet I, it's, I, it looks really good right <laughs> maybe people like 509 i mean unfortunately it's a polaris product so um <laughs> well the, the the biggest point i think that you made and it's agree is the price point that is more expensive than an oxygen and that is is significantly worse like yeah. think about even the visor i can do this with an oxygen visor even when it's frozen and it'll pop open like that's just ridiculous that you're fighting with you're fighting against a helmet like you shorting the cord and people like, filing down their visor it's like a very expensive product like like you literally hear that click and then and then yeah. like oh my god you, you can't do this on your and Corey's not Corey. Now, now Corey's weak. I think that you know me and Dad could do it with one. It's no, awesome. but if you watch my, if you ever watch my videos, how often I flip up and down the oxygen, and it's one hand click, and it's good to go, right? So it's like, uh, yeah, I can see that. So then uh, you uh, you actually picked up something else to try. Yeah, I was fortunate enough. Um, good friend of mine, I guess, uh, decided. He asked. Um, I was talking to him about the 509 and he had said um have you tried the advex uh so i said no um i have not because again the price is kind of it's it's a little steep um so he said uh well why don't you give it a shot you're going to quebec and you know let me know how you like it so here it is it's the uh obviously matte black uh, modular um and this is your first time wearing a modular helmet we talked about never right? wore a modular helmet yeah um, you know so okay so first problem was 
the vibe communication system it's made by senna where are we here so senna yeah, there you are. Yeah. um and senna doesn't mesh with the uclear so we our group uses uclear um so i just kind of rigged it up with the uclear for the weekend uh, i am going to try it like on my own with the vibe system the communication system it's it's an add-on um you said it sounds incredible too right like yeah it, it yeah the speakers are harman Kardon. um so yeah i did i did pair it to my phone and, and all that stuff before i did the uclear and the speakers are out of it the cool thing is so this unit um it, it if you unclip this back piece here there's another piece that goes in there it's like a battery pack and then it the it all charges through here you have to do an initial charge to um to get everything to start working and then once you plug it in um it all charges through the 12 volt uh, uh sled so but it's cool because the speakers and the mic are all quick disconnect so if you don't want the speakers and the mic in there for instance with me i didn't need them this weekend so i took them out put the uh, uclear system in there and then you know we use that um so i i just have to now just take out and it's all got little channels and everywhere so it's it's pretty sweet for uh for hooking up quickly and, and stuff like that so um but yeah so uh, so basically like so my first time using a modular and um i i put it on and you know it's uh it's really cool um the only thing like I don't know like it's not a game changer or nothing but or like a deal breaker but i think if the visor if the visor lifted up as well as the modular part um it would kind of be cool to kind of let more air in um there is a vent here on the front to let air in yeah. which works i tried that all weekend long um there's also two vents um that's got these two little switches um <laughs> modulars is a smoker helmet yeah it, it is a smoker's helmet but you know what it's you were sitting there with it flipped up chit-chatting with us and you know mm -hmm. having a gatorade or whatever and it was like effortless yeah it's it's really cool um the one thing i did find like during the end of the day so how this works it has a neck curtain which was cool uh it works off velcro so it so you put your helmet on, obviously, and then this Velcro's to there, and it magnets. It's got magnets everywhere, so um, you know that goes there, and then and then there's another piece, a flap, um, that magnets to the uh, chin curtain or neck curtain. And I was finding that just with condensation, this was getting stiff. Oh, okay. So the magnets didn't align. Is that yeah? They didn't align, so I kind of had to, you know, took my glove off and. Cause you can feel it. Like if you don't, um, if you don't, if it doesn't magnet together, you can feel a draft. Like yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. there's air that will just go right. You can actually see it there. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that, right. So, um, yeah, I, I really liked it. The other thing was like the visor. So if you clip up the front, um, to there, and then you can actually clip it up one more um to, to open it right up and then once yeah you it was it back once you clip it back down and then you just move the visor back down into place now the visor is removable 
Um, I don't think I'd ever take it off in my life because that's then it would just look like an oxygen helmet. So did it catch much wind or was it pretty aerodynamic? I didn't find it all. I mean, we didn't we didn't really, but like you can see here, like there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, it's open. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, probably if your head was in line with the, I feel like Skidoo's probably done their air testing and stuff to try and cut wind. Like you know, it, it's. Uh, I found it very good. There was there wasn't. I didn't find any glare. Um, like they, some guys claim that the oxygen has glare. I see it a little bit at night, um, but there wasn't any glare. It does have the flip down uh, sun shield, right? So nice. Yeah. The only problem with that was when I had my comm on. So here's the comm here, and when I had the comm. Oh yeah, on, that's just where you mounted it. Yeah. That's where I mounted it. It was really hard. It it almost hits the. It almost hits the thing. So with your gloves on, it, I wasn't really playing with that too much because you, you just know. have to pick another location. Yeah, that's not really a fault. So in the just helmet. going well, back, no, so no, but if you see like, um, oh, because you mounted it there because that's you had to mount it because of the other comm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, had yeah. to mount it up high because the other comms there, and then the, the wire. Um, it's only long enough. It's like you know. So yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's all. I mean, that's that has nothing to do with the helmet itself, right? So. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Someone had commented about you think for the money you should expect it work right, but that's when you were talking about the calm. You don't have to buy the vibe calm if you've got a group with all center riders. Oh yeah, buy yeah. The calm. Sure. If you um, if you don't, if you're going to use Uclear, don't buy the calm for it. No, I, I, I was fortunate enough that it was kind of thrown in the so the mix. So it, it he, they're kind of looking for a bit of a review on it. So you know he tried that. So the other cool thing. Uh, this is the, my favorite right here. That's awesome. So it's got a flip out magnetized uh, light map reading light. So, um, which is so much yeah. better than the oxygen's light. And obviously, it's yeah. got the rear light. Um, nice. You know, so E Link so still great. Yeah, E Link. E Link works great. I love the E Link. E Link is yeah. me. Like then Shannon, where it runs an oxygen, and it's just. After again running the the Delta, trying the 509 with the cord, I tried to run it through the jacket, but the problem is, is the the cord comes through to the uh, what is it here? It comes to the left side. So on the Skidoo coats, the E-Link um, connectors are up the right side of you, and then the cord has to go out the middle. Well, there's no E-Link things for the other like five like the other cord, so it. Mm just it just didn't it just didn't really jive with yeah uh with me you so. really you really like this helmet though you said that you thought it was like an oxygen with a with the uh, that flips up right Is and, that, that, and i don't think that looks as goofy i like the look of that helmet a lot no it, it's a cool looking helmet and then once it gets a wrap um it's gonna look better right so wonder who it, could do that it will yeah it's so gonna i'm gonna have to wrap. reach out I'm gonna have to reach out to yeah. someone and see if he can wrap this hmm. up for me um, the only thing I did find, like, I'll be honest was, uh, uh, there is a bit of air leakage. Um, it's a modular, right? Like if you look at the oxygens, um, like if you look at the oxygens, um, they seal really well around the visor, right? Like mm -hmm. this, yeah. this, um, you know, like, like you can see there's, there's, there's still gaps, there's little gaps and stuff. Um, so like... I don't know, like compare both, like what do I like best? Um, 
there's pros and cons, obviously, to both. I don't wear glasses, um, so I couldn't obviously test. It does have the little, like, glasses compatible type thing or whatever in there. And um, it does come with all the e the ear earmuffs and uh, noise-canceling stuff is the oxygen. It's, it's essentially an oxygen, the modular oxygen helmet, like, like yeah, which some people would want because actually one of the things I don't like about the oxygen is when you want to stop and have a drink of water. You, if you have that nose cone piece in, you got to take the nose cone piece. But even then, you're still kind of like this, yeah. eating and drinking with your head facing downward. Yeah. So yeah. I do agree that the um, that's a huge plus yeah. of having a module. Oh, I'm seeing Ron, like Ron. Yeah, I was just gonna say Ron says the oxygen's better with like I. Yeah, I like I said, I don't wear glasses, so I can't comment on the glasses part. Maybe. Yeah, and I, and I wear glasses, uh, and I find that unless you have the vents open in the oxygen and you you modulate the opening and closing of the visor as you stop, and I talk a lot because I'm, you know, usually talking about on the video or I'm talking on the comms, so it's uh, it's that's the thing. So. Yeah, this comment here, Scott, we're crazy spending a grand for helmets that leak fogs and doesn't latch properly. That speaks to the other helmet we talked about. There's no fogging or anything like that. Air movement is kind of the thing that modular helmets are kind of prone to, right? Yeah, like, you I don't know what else. Are, my, my old modular, I found it good with wearing glasses because it had so much air circulation in it. It didn't fog up the lens. But you had that that goofy face yeah. mask on. What did you pulled a rubber piece out of there? What was that you took oh, out of that? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's right here. One second here. So I I didn't even try it. So this this piece here, uh, it goes. It's it's that's a nose, almost like a mission, right? It's a nose piece. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if. I, I guess I could put it in. I hate personally. I don't like these things. Um, so I took it out right away without even trying it. I'm wondering if you don't, if, if you put this in and you don't need to plug it in. Um, I wonder if it, it deflects the air from the visor and then it won't fog and then you don't have to plug it in. Um, hmm. You know, maybe like, cause I don't really see the point of this. If you don't need it, I didn't use it all weekend yeah. and never fogged once. There's got to be. could be on something though with the not plugging it in thing though. Yeah, having yeah. the vents open, not plugging it, or maybe vents closed or something like that with that. I don't know. Yeah, because we all know the oxygens. As soon as you unplug it, it fogs, right? So, yeah. If you yeah. if you've ever had an e link issue with it at the sled before, which she's been known to, it <laughs> is like it takes like five seconds, or you know, you leave your sun visor down when you're stopped having a chat, and the helmet's unplugged. That thing is iced up by the time you get riding again. That's yeah. another thing I don't. I think the oxygen is great and also faltered for it yeah yeah it, 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 so, you go ahead gary no you go finish that one. well i was just gonna say like i know a, guy, a lot of guys love the mission because there's no obviously um uh because there's no cord they don't have to plug it in and this and that i mean it, the cords to me have come a long way um like i said i, I run a skidoo coat skidoo helmet skidoo obviously and everything is so um it's, it's so they've it's so it's good like everything it's it you know you run the cord up your coat the cord's gone you run the e-link so you know you plug your cord in at the beginning of the day and you never have to touch it again like yeah. the, the, especially with the modular now like i would i take my helmet off for lunch and then the rest of the time i just flipped it up and uh 
you know, just talk and shoot the shit and whatever. And, and, and the, uh, the plug, like, I don't, I don't understand what, what the big deal is with the plug, the plug in thing. Um, you know, guys walk away from their sled and then they rip the cord and well, that's all changed with the e-link. So if yeah. I think, I think it's a lot to do with it. You're not going to go buy that helmet or oxygen i think if you have a polaris uh yamaha or articat it's a lot harder i think the e-link system is great like you step off your sled you just take the whole cable the key with you and it has the little uh clip on your jacket that you can clip the uh actual fuck what <laughs> the actual desk key into yeah um and i think that's great i love that the e-link like that but i feel like that's a big thing because even when i was on the uh the 09e tech with the standard rca the amount of times i walked off that sled and the cord was like yanked off the helmet it's like oh yeah. But I think that's a big thing. I, that might be the thing. And I Sled 519 yeah. says Skidoo Ecosystem is well thought out, which is exactly correct. They do do their, their due diligence. All the accessories work really well with each other, but not with other brands. Yeah. Right. Other so, brands of machine, that is. Yeah. I mean, I was still using the E-Link because I have a Skidoo with the, the 509 because it, you just have to plug the cord into the, the mm-hmm. desk cord, right? So, I mean, it was still – that was still all good to me. Um so yeah, I mean, if you don't have e-link on the sled, then yeah, it adds a cord and another tether and another plug-in, right? So, um, you know, that's that could be a problem for some people. So, but I don't but know. I just, but yeah, that's the thing. It's a, it's a, it's kind of neat that you got yeah. to see the. It's kind of neat that you got to try both of them, and and uh, and I, I'm not an earlier adopter, and you know, you and I had. Uh, um, you, you and I had the, had had chats about it, and I was like, I'd like to wait and see what they they perform like. And I really like that Advex um, when I looked at it in Energy, and it's like I I love my modular, but the only thing I didn't like is when it was really cold, where the hinge was on it, it it had air leaks, so you got cold, you got kind of like an ice cream headache, right? It, like oh brain yeah. Freeze. Right. And the the other thing is a rubber mask, which you've eliminated with that one, so. I looked at your helmet. And I thought it was a lot. I thought it was a really good. Um, I love that light, and I loved everything. And I like how I didn't know you could ride it without that rubber flap. So I think you've you've kind of probably paved the way for people going. Hey, I didn't like that rubber flap, but I, now I know I can remove it, and it's not mm-hmm. going to fog, and I'll be yeah. fine. And it just it it literally there's got plastic, hard plastic. Uh, I don't know nipple things that kind of just push push in and then you pull it out it also it's adjustable so um you can actually pull this thing and it's got a plus and a minus in it i oh, think nice. it pulls it, it yeah, pulls so it closer it pulls it closer to your your nose or away from your nose so and that's uh, the way the mission kind of is it has two little straps that you you click to get it perfectly fitting on your cheek uh yeah. slide tube said that he heard that they the 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 it's a the 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 flip visor being independent is a deal breaker for people and he's interested to see if skidoo updates it on the next generation of helmets could be it's possible be. I, I i think personally it, the deal breaker is the cost like it's one thing you know skidoo says so it's funny because you know they say m forge m forge m forge it's basically it's lighter and stronger yeah than all this stuff right well it's funny Cause when they brought out the oxygen, you know, everyone's, Oh, it's M Ford. So, you know, so it's top of the lines, high end. Well, you know, mission comes out with a carbon fiber and then, you know, all this stuff. And next thing you know, 
oxygen as a carbon fiber. Well, I thought M Forge was better than um, carbon, carbon fiber. fiber. Right? So yeah. But it's because people don't know what M Forge is, so they can market carbon fiber easier. Right. That's so, all I mean, consumer thing. You know, so it's, yeah, so they're going to try and say, oh, look, I can get a carbon fiber oxygen now. So now they sell a bunch of those. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things. Um, so I probably next gen, you're going to see a, a carbon, like depending on the sales and what they want to do, but there's probably already a carbon fiber advex. In yeah. The, in the and then so someone had a, a, a thing. Has anyone heard if there's anything coming to make the center work with you clear? And Corey, you were talking about that when we were riding um, about that and how you had yeah. some insight on that. You heard something about that somewhere? So they're very good at, so I've reached out to Cardo. I've reached out to Euclid and Senna all, you know, within the last month and stuff and asking questions. And um, Euclid, to be honest, was like the most informative. I just send a, an email and they got back to me and they tell me how to hook, you know, pair it. You, you do this to this one and you pair it. And, you know, I, like I said, I had them all paired. Uh, I had because I, I have two Euclid's and now I had the Cardo. And I paired them all and they were working great in the house. And then they, for some reason, I don't know if there's some kind of interference. Um, you know, it might have something to do with what I talked about yesterday with in the Euclid. As soon as I hook my magnet to the back of the helmet, I get a little buzzing noise in the, mm -hmm. in the, in the Euclid earpiece. Now, maybe that's something that's happening with the Cardo. I, cause it worked great in my basement. Right. And then all of a sudden I go out and we got two running and then I hook the sled up and all of a sudden it's crackly and it doesn't work. Yeah. You know? Cause you were asking me about that. And I said, I get that in the Euclid as soon as you clip the helmet. And it even says actually on your tag, at least then if you, if it's a brand new e-link, you'll see it. Even mine came with a little sticker in the box. It basically oh, says yeah. that it will interfere with pacemakers. Uh, like if you have uh, that thing for, what is that when you have um, a diabetes? Uh, well, the mountain, yeah, your avalanche stuff. And it'll interfere with anything that uses like communication. So like, that's why if you even step, if I have my phone connected through Bluetooth, like for example, and I step close to another unit, it starts getting crackly. It, it, they're really sensitive to interference because they're the Bluetooth, the magnetic stuff. So that, that is a, a point to be made that could be why, but yeah, that seems like something that they should have looked into. That does not seem a something that the consumer and should have to find Senna, out. I think when I reached out to Senna last week, um, as to, to the, you know, trying to hook them both together, um, I could probably pull up the, I could probably pull up the uh, reply I got actually because he was talking to me again today. Um, it's Senna, uh, Senna, Senna. Oh, but I don't know. It based. Oh, here it is. Uh, <laughs> I, like I had an error code, I was trying to um, update it, and um, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of of. So with the Euclid and the Cardo, they actually have apps, and Senna has an app. They have a couple apps, and you can go in and you hook your Bluetooth, your uh, your communicator to the app, and basically, they, you know, you go in and you've got all your your settings so bass yeah. treble left right noise canceling overlay voice commands um <laughs> this vibe communication system has one thing and i think it's a balance left and right so um when i wrote that to senna basically 
he said that's a discussion to have with BRP themselves directly since that's how they requested it from us. Um, we chatted wow. a bit about we chatted a bit about this um, on our ride, and you know maybe yeah. maybe Senna maybe there's something going on like you know they want to try and keep you know their good products or whatever you want to call it to themselves, right? So they want to yeah. make because it's it's actually again Sled Five Hundred Nine their ecosystem whole thing. They want you. They want everybody that you ride with to be in their ecosystem as well. Right. I mean, it's kind of. It's it is a it's not just them doing it in terms of a broader scope of the world, but it is pretty um pretty silly. So it's it's a basic, it's an extremely basic um uh unit, I think is what it is. And it doesn't have the capabilities, I don't know what Bluetooth mesh it is, like 5.0 or something. It, apparently it only has like 2.0 or something like that so yeah and because i even asked you i said oh so doesn't he have like an equalizer for your music because everybody's got that and you said no and it's like no, no. yeah the uk oh. the uclear app is pretty sick like you can you can set the the amount of cancellation the engine noises that you oh, have yeah. like, noise, noise suppression you can have your music overlay so whenever someone's talking it'll like kind of fade it out which i don't like but some people may and they got all the different features like i even saw there was an echo cancellation that is in beta right now on the app where if you so then when you stand next to someone talking to them you don't hear them through microphone and back and forth like that oh that's which, we, cool. which, which, we, which yeah. i thought we, we we should try the next time we go riding and just that every single comm in the group has to have that switched on or it doesn't work right right so we'll try that out we'll, we can get back to the the people mm. on that um what else should we talk about should we he's just setting up the fan photos right now sorry guys we got a little we're a little bit late getting back uh today but uh but yeah so again like out of the out of the three elements that i've picked um you know i think maybe minus like you know minus 20 minus 30 or whatever i would probably still use the oxygen and then because it, it it's hot um it runs really hot i find i don't wear a balaclava in it um but and then the uh the advex you know it was great what were we like you know, minus minus three. Yeah, minus the fifteen. Mornings, the mornings were minus fifteen, minus ten, or whatever. But you know, once it got warm, uh, it was it was great. I had to, yeah, I was constantly messing with the the uh, vents and stuff, and so yeah, it's a new it's a new helmet. You're getting used to it. I mean, that's how we all. I think that's a lot. Of the oxygen was kind of just getting used to how. Oh, do you want the vents open or closed on certain mornings, and how cold it is? But. Uh, um, if, if, you, if you didn't own an oxygen and you're you're in the market for a new helmet and you have a choice between advex and oxygen where's the smart money like what what would you is it does it depend on if you're a smoker or a or a trail side no beverage? because we no because we like we Galitz last night was with us and he's like yeah I, I still i smoke clearly all the time you know with his uh with his oxygen so i you know, I, 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 I don't really know how to answer that. Like, I mean, this okay, thing, this thing, would I buy this for the, for the retail price? No, I wouldn't. Um, like it's this helmet, I think goes for 1199 or something like that. The calm is 450. And then the, even the little light, even the little light on the sides is 79.99. So, you know, with tax and everything, you're just south of two grand for a helmet. Like, I don't know, like, and and really you know the oxygen now you can get them for like they're usually on sale for like i don't know what 700 
six, yeah, seven, six ninety nine kind of thing. Thirty percent yeah. off all the time. So so, you know, is uh, <laughs> and then you throw your own nuclear on there for three hundred bucks or whatever it is, and so is it worth the money? No, I don't think it is. Like, is it a great helmet? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess if you got it on sale, though, if you got it like a, as an auction, if you get, yeah, there's always off. there's always forty percent off and and thirty percent off. So, you know, that brings you down, you know, to the regular price, probably, you know, or whatever, close to um, the oxygen. So, yeah, I would probably pick one up at that price, but you know, the price point's kind of steep. I don't know. So, yeah, Nathan M says he sold his oxygen for an advent. Um, yeah. Sled 519 says, aren't non-modular helmets considered safer than modular helmet from a front impact perspective? Do you know much about that, Corey? I have no clue. What I would think was, if it was to me to guess, I would say, yeah. Um, I would say oxygen, like the the, the non-modular would be um, safer than a modular. I mean, like, I don't know. It depends. Like, all it really... All that really holds it is just a little metal clip and a and a pin and stuff and yeah know, you know so um, I I I will compare weight um, I'll do like a little weight comparison like someday I'll like I'll just just for shits I'll because I have a medium oxygen and I have a medium advex and I can take the visor off and you know I take I put the U clear back in that one and I could do a pretty close comparison weight test. Um, yeah, just for, I mean, they, they're both classified as their M forge technology. Um, so, you know, it's the same materials and, and whatnot. So, uh, visor inside neck curtain comms, right. The only difference is the visor and stuff. So like the sun visor. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have much sun to, to try that out, but I know with the mission, I wrote it with, the uh, with the visor one day in the sun and it was it was cool to have and like that one like the advex you could flip you could click it down lower or higher depending on where the sun was coming yeah in this face. this has the this has the two right so yeah um when it's up i can't see it like literally in my line of view and then when it comes down i can just see like you know half inch of the top so um i feel like it would probably work a little bit with the sun um or you just flip the sun glasses in town and yeah, I think it's, I personally, I think it was just looks, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's, it's really, it's really just for looks, like because if you took it off and kind of placed it on the oxygen, it would look look pretty much the same. But yeah, yeah, that's so. cool. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, we've got I've got the fan photos on deck, and we've got a bunch. Drew sent me the, all the ones he's he took over the weekend and i got a video one there too yeah. i don't know if it'll play but we'll figure that out yeah in a second it probably here, but, will uh, we'll see well we'll actually hold but, on i got well, i got one more question uh, regarding the helmets there core is sure. there anything that could could change on the advex that would make you say it's on par with the oxygen or your preferred helmet that's a good question that's a great question dude i was thinking about um that. they would change yeah like something that they could either add or remove that would make you or actually probably add in this case maybe that would make you pick that over an oxygen. Like as maybe a consumer, if, let's say in a two weeks time at the reveal, they do make a change to what like, and, and that happens to be the change. That's kind of my question. What would you change? Uh, well, I maybe. And price point cannot be the answer. 
Because we've already yeah, probably with 150 bucks. Yeah, I'd buy that over an oxygen any day of the week. Um, what you know what what I did what I did find I think um because I did try the sun visor a few times and like the the flip down thing inside it fogged up when I stopped um Mm. as some of them do I so personally I'm not sure if the when I flip it back up and flipped it back down like I used to do with the oxygen it didn't clear it um so I don't know if they're calling this the same heated garage as the oxygen has so i mean i don't I, think they i are. wish i wish i knew i wish i knew why this one personally why this one is so much more money than um than the oxygen like i wish i knew why why this one's cost so much more like i i get it there's there's a few more um you know bells and like not even bells and whistles but there's a few more. Oh, the light's cool, and the visor's the light nice. Is wicked. Uh, I love that. I like having a peak visor. It makes the helmet let, look less like a meatball, yeah, or a bowling ball. <laughs> I think. But, I think. Uh, I think. There's. I think Joel was talking about space balls a little bit, and yeah, <laughs> looking right. like Lord Helmet with an oxygen <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. See, the point says, yeah, it's it's pricey. It's pricey. It's definitely a pricey helmet. I, I you can't deny that. But so is the oxygen to a certain extent in terms of helmets. Like when the oxygen came out, that was everybody's thing. It's, oh, this is a great helmet, but, you know, had to get rid of that second kidney. When you get that in, in carbon fiber, too, the oxygen goes up to 900, is it not? Yeah, I think it's like 899 or something like that. Um, yeah. So, uh, all terrain, I have a $200 helmet, goggles, and calm. I have no complaints. Yeah, hey, well, you know, yeah. If, that, if that works for you, um, you know, sure, that you know, that's great. Um, you know, I don't know, like I, I used to try the, uh, I have a 20, I don't know, 10 year old 509, um, you know, goggle mask. Combo, yeah. Like a mountain helmet. Motocross yeah. style. Um, yeah. I, I tried it cause you know, I thought it looked cool and everything. And I, I didn't like it personally. I have the matching goggles that go in there with the nose piece and it just it just wasn't for me it was light because it wasn't much to it uh and it looked good and but i just i don't know i just found it just wasn't my style so i like it again i like the look it looks cool um kind of why i like the advex so yeah but, it kind of goes I, back to that it kind of goes back to that more moto-ish style with bringing back the peak because i don't think skidoo has really done except obviously for their their mountain helmet the standard moto style um because like that's they just don't really do that i i do like that helmet quite a bit uh my last experience with a i'm going to say modular using air coats was a bb2s and i absolutely i know a lot of people i absolutely hated that helmet i think that is one of the worst <laughs> well we had oh, two yeah. BB2Ss. we had two that were both duds and we no, had one that one was, was good the one was yeah that's right we, we had good. one good one but he got it used and smelled like cigarette smoke no, oh like sorry cologne. cologne that was it smelled like the guy's cologne so we got rid of it and bought a new one and it leaked had all these issues you tried replacing the valves that's that that is what i like about that is they decided not to double down on that whole modernish breath box style because that's right. the one thing that the auction has no breath box is the the best thing that's yeah ever that's done. why i took it out of this and and you know when you i've walked up to guys you know and they're wearing the bv2 and it, and it you know, you flip it down and they got the jet fighter thing going on and, but they also cool have like helmet condensation like stuff 
frozen condensation and all that stuff all over their jacket. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. The, sn- the snotsicle coming yeah. out of the, the nose piece. That was always funny. I know it's too. just condensation, but it's like, uh, I don't know. It just is <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. BB2 yeah. was like the first one to get the back, the tail light and stuff. So they, you know, they yeah, obviously took, of... they took, they took that kind of concept of making a less dependent breath box helmet, um, and it came out with the oxygen and now this. So I mean, I mean, I'm sure they, they, they still, they, they obviously still use some of the same kind of technology and stuff, right? Like, and that's like the mission. Like, if you got, like, if 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 you don't want to plug it in and you want the you know, and, and you're okay with that thing on your face, and so be it. Like, and that's that's yeah, that's true. You. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not. I hey, I've never tried the mission, and if someone wants to, uh, I take a medium. So if someone wants to, <laughs> so fu- yeah, if CKX, you know, if you're, I'd in love, that, I'd uh, love to, I'd love to try a mission. Um, you know, just to everyone see has really good reviews about it. So I mean, it must be, it has to be a good. Helmet. I think it like, is the, I think it is the, the contender for the the mission it's or the, the oxygen and the mission are the are the two the two to be and the advex is kind of the the it's a good answer ground. to it right like or yeah. trying to be the answer to it whether it succeeds or not um yeah you can't, you can't fault uh brp i think it's still a great product and i think they're they're continuously improving their products which is kind of cool to see that they actually seem to care yeah. So yeah. I, I just like the the field of view out of all the BRP helmets. Now, is that any different with that? Because obviously no, I didn't wear that helmet. It was it was wicked. Like it's yeah. mechanical. Like, yeah, yeah, I love that. Because like that was the thing with the, the, the auction is that the whole the only thing different would be this, right? So, like yeah, you, you you lose just but but you have that thing on the auction helmet, the the the, the wind guard for the nose, you have that there anyways. On yeah, well, you have ever, that still on your helmet. It. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> like me. yeah, or Shannon's doesn't have it either. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we took those out, but I know what you mean. Um, I like, I, I, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so like I said, it's great. It was great. It was, you know, it's, I'm, you know, JL asked me, JL asked me, uh, like, as soon as I got home, I was the helmet. So, you know, it, so, um, yeah, he's got one. Um, he just hasn't had a chance to use it because there's no snow and he's busy. So, you know, you wanted to know how it is. So here we are. All right. So we're ready with the fan photos now, guys. Sorry. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about, we'll talk about chasing snow and, and our experiences with uh, Airbnb versus hotels and my first experience in Quebec and all that kind of stuff. What it it was like difference between Ontario and Quebec. Yeah. Any other? Let's just see. Did we miss any questions? I th- I was I was cool. monitoring the, the chat. You, you can the watch helmets. the questions when we go into the the fanful. Sure. I'll get this. I'll get the fast track stuff going, and away we go. Fan photos are brought to you by Fast Track Snowmobile Traction. This season, quit sliding sideways on the ice and losing races to your buddies. A Fast Track Stud Kit will help you with improved braking and give you the arm ripping acceleration you crave. I put over 3,000 clicks last season on my Renegade 850, and I'll tell you, these studs exceeded my expectations. Not one broken stud, my Ida wheels still look like new, and they hooked up like I was on rails in the twisties, inspiring confidence every ride. Fast Track Top Gun kits are the highest rated stud kit at 4.9 stars with over 230 reviews. The studs are heat-treated stainless, so they are strong and they don't rust. The kit is lighter, easier on the track, and has a lifetime warranty against braking. Each kit comes with a track-specific template for complete balance with over double the scratch lines from stock templates. 
All listeners when purchasing a stud kit can get a free install kit, a $30 value. Visit FastTrack.co, add both products to the cart, and use the coupon code SNOW at the checkout. That's F-A-S-T-T-R-A-C dot C-O. All right. There we go. Oh, this guy's just, just for a uh, second. One more second. Yeah, I'm kind of doing this. Well, I'm, actually, we're doing we're a pretty, do, you're we're do, pretty good. You're doing this. good for only getting this together about five minutes before well, the podcast. we're talking. And we, we, haven't had any, we haven't had any break, like no, uh, no, you know, internet go down. That knock on wood, right? But, no, no. We, we will. Yeah, hopefully go. we don't. Yeah, so. No, that's uh, that, that's always an issue here. So, yeah, so anyway, we got a good time in um, – in uh, the La Belle province, uh, Quebec, like uh, there was some questions. It was seven hour. Yeah, it was a seven hour drive, and it was worth every kilometer. Um, but not uh, penny, just kilometers yeah, apparently. So. But we got our trailer ready to go. I got a compliment from Corey driving behind me that he thinks it's the first time he's seen all the lights working on. <laughs> and then we had to point out that there's still one light on the Christmas tree. That it was a marker there. light. That nah, who really cares about marker lights? Don't count. Yeah. <laughs> There's one light on the side that won't yeah. light. So I'm taking normally I have, normally I have to follow behind you, you know, a hundred I gotta follow behind you so that no one You gotta match our braking patterns and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we know how it goes. <laughs> but we did we took your advice and did the interior lights, which you can see in this see picture. Looks good. And they look great. Yeah, those are yeah. those are Amazon specials and they're awesome. They're totally changed the trailer. So now are I just gotta are- figure out. Are those super clips from uh, MotoJungle.ca? That they are so on, on the oh, wall there. Yeah. Those are pretty cool too. Oh, I wonder. Is that, a, is that a super clip broom holder? No, <laughs> no, yeah. but I should work on one because that's that's a whole. I would order. take I would take one of those in a heartbeat. Just saying. Yeah, oh. I'll make one for you because the the ones on the wall there holding my broom doesn't work. Well, so, one of them is broken, so yeah. it's it's a uh, yeah. So one leg. All right, so yeah. So uh, yeah, so we headed up to uh, Quebec. This was uh, it was a good. This was oh, I'm getting there. It's okay, a good trip. So we were heading up to uh, uh, Fermain Nouve, which we now know means uh, new farm or new barn. Uh, and this was on our way. This is at a random gas station along whatever highway it is in Quebec. Who really cares? No one really even cares, anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but this is pretty cool. This is a this is a Nordic. What's that, Corey? So just in case you want to go up and look for the snowmobile, it's you know a long highway. I was kidding, but yeah. yeah well, if if you go up to uh, Messine or Mount uh, Mount Laurier, you would have passed this uh, little side gas station shop. They had a uh, they had banners all around it, Skidoo banner and Polaris and all the brands. Pretty cool. But yeah, this was sitting out front, so I thought I'd grab a picture on it. And we threw it in the back of the truck for Massart, so he can pick it up next weekend. There you go. Put some smart leafs on it. Yeah, that's right. But uh, Massart says for sale, LOL. Yeah. Drew is on J Massart sled, Bobby O says. So there you go. Oh, so this is a, this is our, our accommodation for the, for the weekend. And it was an Airbnb Corey picked up and we, we always talk about hotel versus Airbnb. And the last few times we've gone anywhere, we've, we've done the Air, Airbnb route and we saved ourselves a pile of money, right? You want to, yeah. you want to get in. Corey, since it's kind of yeah, let's your... do that. Let's 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 get into that. Yeah, no. um, yeah. So I yeah, I seem to take the reins. Whatever, it's good. I don't mind. Um, basically, you know, when I'm when I'm looking for a place, an Airbnb, uh, normally what I would do is I will contact. A lot of the times, the host will have 
pitch it, like go through their pitchers and if and if you see a snowmobile trail on the pitcher it's normally because there's trails close by um obviously a lot of the they'll say activities it'll say you know snowshoeing uh, rinks hawk whatever skiing um and then snowmobiling whatever so i'll uh i'll message the host and you know i'll say like how close is the trail or is there snowmobiling they'll say yep it's you know 100 meters down the road uh for instance this one here the guy said it was like two three hundred meters um you know it was a little bit it wasn't terrible um because there was some a little bit of snow on the side of the road but i'd say it was like maybe half a kilometer um but again it wasn't it wasn't bad i mean i'd rather do that than load up my sled and and in a trailer every every time we go so um yeah so basically i i you know i'll ask how close is whatever and then you know normally i would go on you know with this for instance here uh the fcmq um the trail app uh, snowmobile app for quebec and then you know i just kind of cross-reference where it is and then yeah okay it's great um you know so then obviously the next thing you got to do is parking um so you know um what kind of parking is there enough you know what do you what do you have for trucks and trailers i have a 16 foot and i got a you know regular bed crew cab truck so it's pretty long once so you know gary's got his truck and trailer and stuff so you got to make sure there's enough parking um you know so you know you ask and you tell them what you have right so this one worked out it was actually really worked out really good um there was parking up top here for the sleds like you see and then you can actually see Gary's truck behind his head. Oh yeah, um, right, right there. The truck and the trailers here. Right there. there. And, then I fit, and then my stuff fit behind that, which was down like a little laneway. So, um, yeah. you know, and then they, yeah, two bedroom, uh, one queen bed for the wife and I, and uh, there was a bunk and a bed. single bed for me and Dad to spoon in. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, bunk bed. a lazy boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, and then, yeah, and then it had a wraparound deck. It also had a fire, uh, fully stocked fire. It had kindling, lighter, paper, logs, everything. So we had fires every night. Um, and, yeah, it was great. Um, and this cost, I'll be honest, three nights. Um, the whole thing was 770 Canadian. So it's, you know, 200 bucks a person for three nights um food we just cook our own food we just we kind of keep it light easy no one really wants yep. to cook after you know eight ten hours riding or whatever the case may be um so yeah and then yeah, that's that's really it so airbnbs personally you know like hotels you know you're gonna get 200 bucks a night and then you got to eat out and all that stuff and, and you whatever the case may be what you're getting yeah you don't get a whole lot of space, you know, so I don't know. This just kind of fits the whole point, like the whole part, right? Like they got the cottage, you got the lake, you know, you, you get a hotel and you're like, oh, yeah. cool. Look oh, at the parking beautiful. lot, right? Yeah, we've got a big lot. area to relax. There is TV with the Raku unit there and, oh, and yeah. everything and coffee um, makers and everything. Yeah. So. And just going back to the parking situation, the reason Corey pointed that out is a year last year, we we got an Airbnb in Quebec and we rolled in in the dark and there was no place to park. And we had one truck with a, a 17 foot, was it 23 foot trailer? Oh, Vino. 23, yeah. yeah. 23 foot Vino's and there was no place to park. And, you know, we go in there in the, in the pitch dark 
we couldn't find the place. And in Quebec, it's especially in this area, it's French. So there's very few people speaking English. And uh, it was very tough to to find out, A, where the unit was because we couldn't find the cottage. And then when we did find it, we couldn't park anywhere. It was way it was down there. Backing the trailer down and then trying to get it back out again. And oh, it was. No, it was a real steep incline down to the lake. And, and the, uh, and we ended up, the neighbor let us park the trailer. We had to unhook the trailer Well, we parked it in front of his big drive shed, but it wasn't ideal. We had to ride. Yeah, we had to do like, load the yeah, sleds. Like, yeah. yeah. It was like 20, the sleds with 20 bins. And, yeah. 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 It, it wasn't great. I mean, Okay, it worked. That was a nice place. Like, we're this, the, we're, where we're standing on the road to take this picture. And when I say road, it's a little cottage lane, one lane deal, um, very quiet. Your neighbors know everything going on. If you drop a pin, they, they know. Um, but it, we're standing on the lane taking a taking this shot so we could just pull up and unload right there and away you go. So it's, it uh, it's important yep. questions to ask is the parking situation and clarify where it is especially when there's a communication breakdown like this as well i just like i just like this more because you know um i think Corey, i think it was Corey that said it where it just feels you you feel better i guess because you're not like in like a hotel cramped and you're waking up to a, a bare parking lot we are on a nice dirt road there's a beautiful lake out there it's just relaxing you can wake up in the morning have your coffee or red bull in my case and have a beautiful view um, or a beautiful sunset in this case, because that's kind of the time we rolled in. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was nice. It was definitely nice. Oh, soft focus, Corey. Look at that. Oh, yeah, I love the soft focus. <laughs> I'm too cheap. Well, I, I buy too many helmets, clearly, and I can't afford yeah. an iPhone. So we can't afford. You can't afford a, a the, the camera. Yeah, I get it. it. Yeah. This was. Uh, so we when we pulled in, uh, we decided. You know what? Let's just. Uh, we obviously we we first actually certainly preface. We went out and bought our day passes first for Friday. Right, Corey? Yeah, and then, that's right. And, then, yeah. We decided, and then, then we decided, let's go. But Shannon didn't want to spend the $95, so she thought she'd stay at the cottage and just relax for the night after driving. So me, Corey, Gary hopped on the sled and said, let's, let's, put, some, let's put some kilometers on. Let's feel out the trails. Let's see, you know, are these stories that we're hearing on Facebook true? And they were could not be more wrong. For what, like, it was, it was like, um, thin, and you have a few like rocks, your skis are going every once in a while. But honestly, man, for this winter that we've had, it it was already well worth the drive just for that night. It was really reassuring for us too that you know this is going to be a good weekend. This was the this yeah. is well worth our drive. You know, we always yeah. have a lot of laughs uh, riding at night. You know, especially that's we had. This was our first time that, that we rode with Corey this year, and I always I said the band's back together, man, and yeah. the way the we go back in town. <laughs> This is an awesome photo. We had the yeah. the the, the, the new ride lights. If you move your head, get and the. This is oh, a good point here. Sorry. Sled tube. Every time I've gone to Quebec and stayed in a hotel, there's a hockey tournament group also staying there. The kids are up and running down the hall, always all night. Yeah, long. but aren't you also sled tube? Like once you get a couple uh, <laughs> a couple brewskis in, you aren't you also doing that as well? So no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's another reason to stop. Like like get an Airbnb. There there's a ton of them out there. Like it's so private. the other thing we noticed. The other thing too we noticed was um, I'm doing um, maps on the BRP Go app, uh, routes and stuff, and I zoom in, and for some reason when I zoom into where the the cabin was, there's a little house picture of a house, and uh, it's that that 
so a lot of, so basically all the airbnbs they name them um this was something pines i don't know i don't remember lack the pines or something um so when you go on airbnb or or brp go and you look at where you want to start from um this particular airbnb was on brp go um so you could literally just use that as your starting location um and and go from there on making your route which is a lot easier too so um, sorry i wonder if i can oh it's oh gosh it's a, it's a satellite map and it's green <laughs> yeah drew is pulling it up on there those handguards lights look sweet in the snow they do but you know what the thing is us and Gulits galits are the only ones that had those lights and i thought being in quebec we'd see a ton of these led lights um, for the the uh, the signal lights for signaling how many riders are in your group or if there's riders behind you or not, and we were the only ones with them, weren't we, Corey? Yep. <laughs> so here, that'll work now. I, really I think. Do hope they catch. Oh, there you go. So if you see the trail, the blue line, if you see that um, that first place right there on my finger, that's actually the Airbnb. So you can actually see the road that we rode down uh, to get to the trail. So that's actually really good. That that's cool because, and also if you look. There's a uh, another Airbnb. Yeah, right like there. you just click those. You, if you click, I think you could cl I, can you click on those. Yeah, yeah. It actually, there you go. There, That's there. our Lapine doors or whatever. So yeah. that was our place. Um, super handy. I I had no idea that they were on there, and and I don't I don't know who finds them or if the if the host Airbnb host contacts um, BRP or I I have no mm -hmm. idea or or they look. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's someone looking at Quebec because I don't think I've seen that ever on uh, on the Ontario. Like if you go over, slide over to. to oh yeah, I was just gonna show. This was one town over. Look at all those houses, and those are all spots like that. But yeah, like I don't think that I've seen that in all of us. Seen it. It might be something to do with how strict they are with like what gets put um, on the the app. Um, yeah, that's a whole other can of worms that we go in that we went into. Um, that'll be. Yeah, we can, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later about what we yeah. thought about the differences. But yeah, this is just some night photos from that night ride. Uh, we did six. We put on sixty clicks that night, which that was a good, you know, hat, like saw the hour burn with gating fuel. Um, yeah, knock the cobwebs off a little bit after not riding for a couple of weeks here, and make sure everything's because you know we did a bunch of changes. We um, he put an outer carbide on his on his skis to try to help his steering issues, which we will be getting into. Um, I, there, there was a few things, right? And it's just, it's just good to get your, uh, get your toes a little wet. Get ready for the next day. Yeah, gets you all frisky for thinking sure. about it. For sure. No, it's pretty cool. Oh, and the, the neat thing is, like in Quebec, like this little town where where this photo was taken, or outside of this town where we went and got gas. I mean, they had a little groomer shed, and there was three big groomers going. Oh, it wasn't a little night. groomer shed. It yeah. looked like a a a. a, a decently sized fire hall and then you have three groomers reversing out yeah, of it like it's a, insane. coming out like an army getting ready to go and it's like oh this is the place to be like we're super impressive like yeah yeah it's mind-blowing to me there <laughs> yeah and it, this is a uncle buck says i think those lights are brilliant and uh, i need some for my polaris and you can get the lje enterprises one which which do the same as this these are the Skidoo ones that work with their integrated handguards. And then we just took this picture to show the white version, the orange version, and the green version 
um, all together, and you can see they're they're pretty bright. And if I move over, you can actually see how much that lights the trail. Oh, there. Yeah, there you go. Like, you see these for a, a good distance. I mean, we've never seen them on coming, so this is my assumption <laughs> that they look pretty good uh, yeah. from far away. They like, when I put my, my handy mirror up, or in this case, my, my fixed Quebec mirror, um, I could see the lights behind me at night. I could see that his light was set. Uh, oh, is your light set correctly? Oh, yeah, it's set to green. I can see it. Yeah. So I just got a message from someone listening um, oh, behind okay. the scenes. It says, our Airbnb is on BRP app now, as well now, because we used it as a home location. Um, so I think uh, if you set where you are as a home location, it might come. That's what might be triggering brp goal um oh so if you put a cottage on there it will show on the brp app yes so you better be careful if you that doesn't want your cottage that doesn't sound right though because that that wouldn't make any sense because yeah. i don't yeah. even know if you can actually set them as home you can save places as like a star i don't yeah. know i don't know if you can actually, no you can well you can put a set as my like start look like start that, that sounds like a whole privacy issue i don't think that's the case yeah. I'm not it's sure. hard to say. But it doesn't you, actually you say? say. Maybe they mean they they set it as home, and then they can just when they ride back, they can just. Oh, it there it is. You know what it actually says? Where it gets it from? Recommended by track maps. So I wonder if it's if it's all through that sort of thing. Like Gar, like I I assume these Airbnb hosts are putting it there. So this is, uh, okay. So this is this is day one. Uh, we got split up in the morning. We pulled a bit of an it. We we had a rough morning. This whole day was a bit of a rough day. Um. So to start off, we set off on the trail, and Dad goes, "Hey, did you put oil in the sleds?" And I go, <laughs> "I go no." So then we, we had to turn around. About this. I thought we were going to talk about this. Come on, no, that's no fine. it's okay. There's other things so Corey, to talk about. So Corey and Shannon, so Corey and Shannon broke off and got gas, and then we uh, went back and got oil. Uh, this is just us waiting. We for weren't them. far away. We were a couple. No, this is just an intersection. Place, but I thought yeah. that's a little fun thing. Everyone but, makes mistakes, but even if you the look professionals. At this intersection, the signage is awesome. Oh that, yeah, yeah. Like, Quebec, phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh gosh, I keep phenomenal, phenomenal. How early did you have to book it? You can book it a, a week out. Like we booked it forty-eight hours before or something, seventy-two hours before when yeah. we changed. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. But yeah, good. the Quebec signage is amazing. It's not like Ontario where they think the signage is maybe incorrect. You know, like maybe a wily coyote comes along and spins the sign around. This is everything was perfectly signed. I mean, I can't read the signs. The they spelled their stop signs wrong too. I don't know what that deal was all about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all the signage is great. They have arrows to every town. They have arrows to points of interest. Uh, like when you're going to uh, Mountain de Diablo or uh, uh, the the shoots it's all there. Yeah, yeah, shoots to Windigo, it's all on there. Yeah, sounds like it's time to get a four stroke, Gary. Forget the oil. Yeah, but says. I can't afford the gas in that. So yeah, <laughs> and then I'll have to get a three hundred horsepower tune for it, so I can keep up with the other four strokes, yeah. and then that's all other thing. Uh, this is still from that first day. So for the first for the first day ride, we had a loop that took us from our uh, our Airbnb and took us north uh, into Quebec more. And when we got up to the top of that, you know, 300 some kilometer loop that we had planned, the snow up there was just insane. Uh, it was nice and soft off trail too, for those who maybe wanted to know that information. Um, this is closer to, what was that? Uh, the Chateau du 100, du 100 Locks? Yeah, Port Vior 100 Lake. Uh, Port Vior 100 Lakes. Lakes or something. Or um, lakes. Yep, which we, which we attempted to stop at and had lunch, have lunch, but... Uh, um, one thing to note when you're coming up that way, 
uh, pretty much anywhere north, I think, of where we were, which is Lac St. Paul. There's not a whole lot of, at least in that sort of band, like where we were, there wasn't a whole lot of amenities and uh, fuel stops and stuff like that. So when we got across like this one, uh, we got across the lake. And then once we started getting into the bush, there was even actually a sign. I it, I could get the vague gist. It was basically like, you know, for emergencies, here are the mile markers. Because we got to a point, we didn't have cell service for probably like three, three hours, three four hours. hours. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's good. Make sure one thing I messed up was I never, I didn't download my BRP Go maps before, which didn't burn me on the first day, but it burned me on the second day. And I had to restart the app and wait to get cell service again. So make sure you download your maps. Then if there, you can find the fuel stops because it's really true. Uh, one thing I learned this weekend was how far 2018 850 E-Tech goes with the fuel light on. And it's about 100 kilometers. Um, <laughs> with no bars. That is no bars fuel light on. It's just like, it's still going to keep going. So, yeah, so we went to, what was the, the place we got fuel? Um, Lunik. The, the, the Lunik. Great guy. Lunique. Great guy that owns it. He, it, it was originally, it used to be a restaurant, but probably due to the fact it's in the middle of nowhere and the pandemic. Yeah, he said he couldn't get, couldn't get staff and. And All he's too old great. to stand. He's too sore to stand. So you could get day. some sandwiches there, but we got fuel there. Not a bad price. $2.15 a liter. So. It's not extremely high priced. Um, great guy, he's super fun to talk to. And uh, so then we turned around, then we went to the Hundred uh, uh, Locks Locks and had a beer and a bag of chips. And yeah, look at that. Yeah. Like, but at the that is here. something important to note when we're when you're up in Quebec is to. I I mean, it's kind of the same thing, I guess, in Sudbury Shining Tree area. You just have to pl- make sure you're planning ahead um, for that kind of stuff. No, what's open. Corey, talk Bring about the, the, the outfitters as well. We have a video um, coming up on this, but, but about food. Yeah, on this yeah. so what I was doing uh, before we came up here um, is I was, again, on Facebook and social media, whatever, and, and contacting some of the outfitters. So, again, I'd go on BRP Go, zoom in, and you see a knife and a fork or uh, you know point of interest or whatever. You click it, and it tells you what it is. So, Porvior Scott, um, contact them and say, do you sell food and fuel to the public? And they come back and they say, uh, unfortunately, no. So basically a lot of the places are um, outfitters. So they just cater to their guests. Um, almost pretty, lodge. pretty much sportsman lodge style. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't like, Possibly if you're out there and you're dying and freezing to death, they might hook you up or whatever, but like they, they just don't do it. So um, I called or I messaged like two or three up there and there was actually, they, they didn't. Um, hmm. So the other thing we found out back to Drew's comment about the beer and chips, um, we ended up going to the hundred lakhs and basically we got there at two fifteen sit down everything's great sweet place um and then they say oh yeah we're not serving food uh what yeah um, two o'clock or whatever so yeah we stopped serving at two o'clock to and we switch over for our our guests so dinner for guests so basically close everything down and then they have to switch um you know start cooking so they don't clearly they don't serve to the public for dinner so um you know oh what do you have chips and pea soup so the other thing too um 
which with we we went to Miko's this time and we went to Miko's in Quebec last year. Um, we went for lunch last year and found that their menu was very small. So they had like five me- items on the menu. And I think it's just because, again, um, Miko's is another outfitter. They have cabins. They have guests, a lot of guests. So they stopped serve. So we, we got there last time, yesterday, Saturday at 5. Um, and sure enough, they stopped serving food at 4. So, again, missed out on the food there. So that was strike two. Um so you, you really got to pay attention to your timing. And, uh, I mean, we, you could always bring snacks uh, in your bag. Oh, but we, like. don't, we don't do that. We're the most unprepared snowmobilers uh, to ever put a camera on their helmet. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you can always bring snacks or even bring your own lunch um, if you want to save uh, some money. So, um, but, yeah, so just check, check, do your research. It's all about research, right? Like, you know, which I, which to be fair, you did you did quite a bit of research looking into that kind of looking into yeah. that, right? It's not like yeah, you didn't. Sure. It's just yeah. we found we were behind the eat ball all day that day because it was like we missed lunch there, we missed dinner, lunch at Miko's, like, and then moving on back to my fuel light thing. It's like okay, we knew the place that Shannon and Corey got gas in the morning that we got gas the night before in town. We could make it. Eat, I could make it. Sled on fumes past the groomer shed again. All beautiful. Pull into the gas station, and there's about there's about four people getting into a side by side, and that was must have been the owners. They closed at seven. It was like seven oh five. No gas. Yeah. So that's another thing too. Is um, I think it was actually seven oh two when I looked up. Seven oh two was that even hurts me even more. They were leaving. They were uh, they were actually walking out in the parking yeah. when we were there. So you know, it, another point is we're about the you Uncle Buck wants to, our muff top back. You gotta be careful with a can though, right? Yeah. Yeah, they don't they they do not take kindly. And I asked a, a, one of the wardens that uh uh outdoor hobby guy about you know, is the story I read on Facebook people getting their sleds towed true? And he goes, Yes, that is true. So if you're a real, you know, whatever about it, then they are they will be a real whatever back to you. Um uh, but yeah, so you know, I don't know if there's just not a night sledding culture about the whole gas station thing closing, but that's a whole nother thing. Just be prepared. Obviously we had gas cans. Corey still had 11 liters. So it's not like we were in dire straits because we were 15 kilometers back. And then we described it. And mine's triple the price when it, when it's really in need. Yeah, that's that's what I was really worried about was the fact that it was going to be, we're talking Abitibi. He was going to be like Abitibi Canyon oh, at price. Least, at least, buddy. But we're then my pizza would have been the $160, hot, $160 oh, yeah. hot dog for you, Corey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Saying that, the guy, I up north. The guy at Lunik where we got bought the gas could have charged double what he charges for, for being people. that he was the only fuel stop for about two hundred till Miko's really or even further. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to like, be careful though sometimes, like because some people will just say forget it then. Like yeah, you know, like I, I you don't don't, could, don't use that as a reason not to go. Just no. But you know you can put in your twelve liters of fuel and you could probably make it back to it. Like those trails that were up in that north, they're all old. Like my comment was, it felt like I was on a a a WRC World Rally Championship stage. It was these really fast flowing turns, massive rollers, and then some tight twisty stuff, and then back into the flow. Super fun trails just to go through. And again, like we're not even riding with 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 uh, with Shannon. We don't we don't do you know you know, fistful of throttle riding to the bar constantly. Like I sometimes will lead off in the distance and just do that, but I'll wait. 
but most of them are doing about 70 80k an hour yeah yeah i was gonna and it's super I fun that, like, it's she, a great day she uh she really held her own um like oh for, yeah from from a woman's perspective i guess you could call like whatever for, for a woman with a very basic or like how many years now what was it 22 was or 23 was 22 her first 22 was her first yeah. years yeah so um but yeah she she rips it um and and by the on end of the 300 efi 300 yeah. we did 375 kilometers on saturday and like like yeah she 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 impresses me literally every time we go out I, yeah, she, I, she that's a long day that. that's a like, long day. i'm getting to the point where it's just like i'd rather just ride with her than gary and drew right so <laughs> we're starting to we're ride too right much here. we hear that we're starting to ride too oh, much I think. but uh yeah no it's uh it yeah like even for women the trails like she loved it like a lot of the times down here you know she does start to complain about shoulders and turning and stuff like that she's not a big girl so it's it's hot it gets hard like 300 kilometers or whatever and and she killed it this weekend like and i we got home and i'd be like you feel okay oh yeah you know I'd wake up how you feeling oh great my shoulders are good and so yeah are the trails smooth north of there and and not as um tight and twisty as you know say muskoka or stuff like that and yeah and they're always for the most part they're almost always two groomers or a groomer and a half wide like they're yeah 15, that's another thing that's a good that's a that's a comment yeah. yeah that's that's good now this bridge i'd like to call this the bad omen bridge uh we were well we were standing remember we were standing on this bridge oh trails are great and then for the next 30 oh. kilometers it was yeah, not not yeah. so great yeah. but that was it that was our worst trail for us the group this weekend was that trail after but they there there was a groomer coming at us so yeah. it was it was busy weekend in all yeah, fairness in all fairness it was what like five five o'clock or something like that we were heading to yeah which is insanely busy place um and then what, what were we saying we're driving along the we passed the groomer you know the trails weren't perfectly smooth after that because the whoops were just crazy massive and then you know and then i don't know five kilometers down it starts to get more rough again as you start to see more tracks going on the on the freshly groomed and then it's just there's no time for it to set right it's five o'clock and it's and you know guys are just hammering down on the trail again and and you know it's not for lack of grooming i don't think it's just it's it's uh volume more volume than than the grooming yep. issue right so yeah and that's um, a long remote trail we were on too yeah so yeah, i sure. mean but yeah other than that trail like everything else i thought was great for 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 what it was so yeah lapointski said we're side by sides and atv out beside the trail there's some trails where they are uh, next to each other there's some going up I devil's cross. mountain where it's shared or they cross and yeah it's, it's kind of cool we didn't last year we seen side by sides running and it was really neat to see them coming at you but in a trail on the other side of a tree line kind of thing but today we seen this weekend we seen side by sides but we didn't see them in action they were part the one guy was parked at one of the warming huts and and that type of thing so um just joined who's the guest this is Corey brock mike uh, he's no guest he's <laughs> he's a he's a big help the the show and yeah he's part of the brat pack and he's uh he um yeah we, we were away this weekend and we weren't planning on coming on tonight but we thought we'd talk about the new helmet he tried out over the weekend and also uh 
talk about our experience this weekend and just give a touch base on the on the lodge sessions, uh, which is coming up uh, very soon. So that's uh, kind of why we we turned this thing on tonight. This is Mikos in Quebec, and we got to see. I always said it's like a behind the, you know, you you lift up the back curtain kind of thing on it and and see this thing after hours. And um, we got there late. We missed supper, um, but uh, the whole place was buzzing. All the little cabins um, were. Uh, everybody was partying because it was after the, the day of sledding and there was a mini Z running around the parking lot to a GT snow racer and a Tim, couple yeah, of little kids with timber sled kits on their, on their little 80 CC dirt bikes. And it was, uh, uh, it was crazy. His name is Corey and he loves 509. <laughs> 509 ambassador. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I, mean, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, so Miko's was kind of neat to see him. We go in, we went in to sit down to eat and uh, we we're kind of getting hangry at this point in time. And uh, there's a guy playing guitar at the bar, like one of the, probably one of the guests of the cabin and there, everybody was, there's a group of guys sitting along the bar that had obviously been there all afternoon and they were hooting and hollering and singing along with them. It was, it was a pretty good atmosphere. We ended up leaving and because we we couldn't eat they had stopped their stopped serving to the public and they were just everybody that was staying there was coming in for their guest meal at six i think it was so uh yeah we just decided to go back and eat at our uh, at our airbnb so save a few bucks yeah i don't know if there's anything it's else a super there. cool place though like it's, yeah it's very cool would you like to talk about what we have here dan yeah, so I I, I, I think it was two years ago we got the Curve XS uh, guys on the podcast and uh, we ended up getting a set of Curve XS skis for Roscoe at that time, the 600. Uh, we had some steering issues and they were amazing on the 600. And it kind of just went on the shelf. You know, we, we sold Roscoe. We got the 2018 last year. I had the Pilot TX skis on my 23, so I couldn't really switch the skis without, you know, taking off the little controller on the spindle and all that kind of stuff. And I really didn't mind the Pilot TX skis. I actually liked them, actually. Um, this year, I, I had a couple of comments over the last year, but where's the review on the, on the curves? And where's the reviews on the curves? And how do you like the curves? And I thought, you know what? I'll, with all the ski problems that people are having with Skidoo on those – AC2 skis. I, I even commented a guy on Facebook that was looking for his dealer doesn't have any. And I said, pick up a set of Curve XS. You won't be disappointed. And and I thought, you know what? I'll just throw them on. Like I'm running Koala Pieces Adventure Carbides, um, the eight inch, and they work good. Like, but I thought, you know, I'll throw the Curve XS on and maybe do a review on it. So I did do a review video, which is coming out on these skis. And on the Gen 5, they were awesome. Like I I love them. I have no complaints with with these curves. And so if you are looking for a uh, a ski to replace an AC2 or you find the stock Pilot Xs aren't performing like they should, I'm telling you that without a doubt that these are great skis. So you won't you won't have any issues with them. Um, I've never really ridden CNAs except on the old 550 we had. I found them really heavy to steer. These don't. These steer very light and they they're always steering where you point it it goes um 
to the point where they're acting like my pilot TX is when I had the, the carbide adjusted down, you know, three, four clicks. So it may lift up, but you can counter skewer out of it. It may bite in a little bit, but I'm not pushing corners or sliding off the, the corners uh, where you might find on stock, the stock six inch carbides that were on that sled. Um, they were, they were kind of, you hear the term confidence inspiring thrown around a lot. And they, this, the stock carbides I found didn't inspire any confidence. Um, this sled should handle like a race car. And now it does, uh, with this and, and those things just look really good. You really can't go wrong. Like you're going to run stock skis. I like the Koala pieces track carbides. It's a dual runner carbide. That's what drew runs. I like those. The, the adventure carbides work great. It's a little heavier steering. It's like a CNA ski. You had said that analogy last year. Um, it's like having a CNA ski on it. You love the adventure carbides, Corey. You ride a lot more aggressively than I do. Um, but the uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy. So um, yeah, I was worried about the width, Joel, of the the curve XS, and that's one of the things that I remember with the six hundred is it felt like it was like I had to jam it in the trailer and, and monkey it around because it's, the curves are so wide. The, the Gen 4 and the Gen 5, no issues. They fit right beside each other. There is no really? skis rubbing. What's that? I said, really? Yeah, it did. Yeah, there was no – in my trailer, it was not an issue. Um, and I don't know what – was the 600 a little wider? I'm not sure. Like, it uh, um, was the 22 wider? I don't know. Like, it's uh, – it's um they fit in beside each other with no i'll take a picture when i do the video review and show it in the trailer and include measurements because that was my big concern because these skis are big a lot a lot oh, bigger yeah, they're, than they're, they're, yeah they're yeah. huge you know um it, it almost looks like i called drew's a pizza cutter because well he's got the little pizza cutter on it the the roller skis but i called his pizza cutters because they were so thin in comparison to the the, the curve XS, but those skis are awesome, man. I love, I, I raved about them. If you hadn't at lodge sessions, I think on, you know, Thursday night, once we all last year, y'all got a couple beers and he, in us and me and mass, I think we're talking me and mass are talking aftermarket skis. And, and it was just, uh, I just can't say enough good things about them, man. Like they're just awesome. Yeah. Well, and there's BAM customs tracks are a game changer. Quality pieces tracks. Oh yeah. On the 900 R definitely. I talked to Galitz about it. And he was asking, and I said, put Trex on it as well. I gotta, I'm going to have to try them. Next time, I'll yeah, try yeah. them. Yeah. I, I yeah. left a comment on a Facebook post today. Actually, a guy was asking about – I think it was actually related to the, the ski. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't related to AC2 skis. It was actually a guy asking. He had Pilot TX skis. He said he wasn't happy with the way they're handling. What are your? Does anyone have any suggestions? And I left the first comment on it. My, my two suggestions were either go aftermarket and get a set of these curve accesses or – uh, get a stock set of stock pilot five sevens or pilot X's with a set of treks on them. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Ashby, quality pieces, carbides, you can't go wrong. Um, and it's true. And that's the thing. Like the, uh, I've got drew on video driving with one hand going around corners at, at like 80. It's like it's that it's not easy to steer. I can't wait for core to try them. Cause I, I know you'll like them cause they do, they do handle really well. Um, yeah, right on. And we're not running the outer carbide on Drew's either, which if you put the outer carbide, I think you're even going to be more. Um, it's like having power precise. steering. Yeah, it, it is. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, it's Ooh. it's pretty neat. So. Oh, this is the, 
uh, the from river. Uh, the, stop, uh, river. No, this is the 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 shoots. This is the top of the shoot. There we go. That's yeah, the first yeah, picture. That's yeah, what I want to yeah. show. This is one of the stops on the. So this was day two. We decided to stay closer to um, our area for day two. We, I, I, me and Shannon had never seen because they these two obviously went and did Devil's Mountain last year. Me and Shannon were not with were not with them. So I wanted to see Devil's Mountain. So they uh, planned out a ride for day two. Uh, I think it was like two hundred and sixty k this day. And uh, yes, we had a couple stops on our route. One, this was one of them. This is the the shoots to Windigo. It's a pretty cool spot, but uh, a little misleading in the brochure. Uh, it kind of looks like the trail goes right past it. It doesn't. It kind of ends at like a, a small warming shack and you walk to it. But it's still kind of a cool thing to go see. Um, it's always nice to be able to stop and get off your sled and kind of just have a chat for a second. And this is a kind of a nice little spot to do it. So this is from the bottom of it, looking up the shoots and that previous photo was standing on a bridge on top of the shoots, looking down it. So, um, there's a better photo, a little bit bigger. Yeah. And that's just part of it. It's, it's huge. Like this is a panoramic where I took yeah. it on an angle of just the length, but the, um, the, the shoot that we had, the rock wall is that's only, what would that be? A hundred feet. It's not even half of it. It's, it, it goes way up and there's another bridge over it. You have to walk into it though, where it's kind of deceiving because on the BRP go app, it looks like there's sleds parked. And I, I was thinking the bridge goes right across here where that line of rock is uh, right there. You know, as it goes down, I was thinking there's a bridge that runs along like that because there's a picture that shows sleds parked on it. And it's like, I, it's definitely Photoshop because there's no way to even get in that river, you know? So, yeah. But uh, anyways, oh, yeah, so someone was asking about the, have you heard about Lynx rave skis on a do? Um, yeah. And both Corey and I know people that are running them and, and have great. Neil, uh, Neil McCall from energy put them on his sled. eh? Yeah. Right on. Nice. They're like yeah, a he, CNA. They're, are those the, those are the DS twos. No, oh. they're the blade. The blade they're, they're called blade, oh they're yeah. actually called oh yeah 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 they're actually called blade they're not the same um yeah. yeah he and he like so he he was a the tx lover and uh yeah. so he tried the ray the rave rave whatever at halliburton forest and then he said he loved the steering loved everything about it and uh so he went out and bought he's like i don't think it's the sled necessarily he thinks it was the skis that were making it the way it handled so he yeah. went out and bought a pair of blade skis, and he said it's absolutely phenomenal on his on his running. Yeah, good to know. So, uh, I don't know. I guess it's something something to try, maybe sometime. I don't yeah, know. Paul Paul Prudhomme's son runs them too, and I, I see comments on Facebook all the time how much they love them. So, yeah, yep. So, what's uh, what's the actual difference between a ski do and a Lynx besides uh, color? Biggest uh, thing is un the Lynx has an uncoupled uncoupled rear suspension. Um, and it's beefier suspension to the Pro 40, Pro 40 uh, KYB Pro 46, uh, no, Pro 40 R's, I think. Yeah, Pro 40 R's, so they're, yeah. they're a bigger, like it's a really big 40-millimeter shock, shock, so it's beefy. They're meant to hit big bumps. We ran into a guy, Tim, if you're watching, hey, thanks for stopping us on the trail. Um, Tim is from Ontario, and he's seen our uh, Devil's Mountain videos and, and said uh, it made him come this weekend. He had a Lynx with a two-up seat with his wife on the back, and he goes, he loves it because he just gives a little bit of gas and the skis come up. They're wheelie lovers, and he just the back end just takes all the the crap and smooths it right oh. out, and the front just floats over it. So yeah, 
Yeah. So and it's got Pro 46s on the front. So yeah. the biggest, the biggest, that is the biggest difference. Uncoupled rear end. Yeah. Kenneth said he just wanted to accelerate technology. John set up my 22MXZ with uh, smart shocks to ride on rails, stock skis, added carbides, dual rate springs, torsion springs, and adjustable limiter strap. Yeah, that's a good kit that he's got there. It works really well. You can see yeah. you can go for it. So this was one of the lakes we got to. Uh, um, yeah. The lakes, sure. inter for talking about conditions of this the weekend. Bad. This one was really bad. Yeah. So obviously what happened is it got slushy and warm and people rode across it and then it became, you know, you're riding on Frozen between slot. There's only one really soft spot still that we rode across. It was solid across it. It's just really rough. And there was a lot of bare glare ice as well. And, and long. Uh, I think it's 7K or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was a while. It was a you, while. Make sure you have your ice scratchers for this. Yeah. Actually, I didn't put my ice scratchers down all weekend. I ran like 45. You were on 50. my sled going across this lake, so you don't know no, what the temperature is. No, but I mean, like. yeah, it was like I didn't have any issues this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. It anyway, toes well behind a renegade. Yes, it does, Brian ah, Lynn. Yes, it yeah, does. It does. The Lynx toes well. I that's me. Except the bumper, the, the renegade bumpers don't last long no. when you're towing so you like that. So. <laughs> oh, that's the shoots again. Yeah. Oh, it did it it did miss the okay. Oh, so I you put some. the Devil's Mountain photos here. Okay. So this is that top Devil's Mountain here. Um a absolutely crazy spot. Um it's because I had my elevation gauge on the snowmobile. It's cool because you start at like 200 meter elevation and then you just go up this. It, it's not very steep on the one side, but it's kind of gradual. And as you go, the snow cut, the trees just get more and more filled with snow. And then by the time you get to the top, it is like you're in the back country in BC. Tons of snow up there. It's a beautiful spot. It's about nine. My sled said 900. BRP goes to 750. It's probably 750. Um, but uh yeah, just beautiful up there. Um, Shannon was Shannon was blown away. Like she, I was too. I've never seen this before. Like, Corey and I were laughing because we have the comms going, and we'd been there last year, and we had the same reaction to each other. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, but the second time is, it's like anything, right? Your second time. Um, the second yeah. time we uh, we um, we just sat there and listened and relished and Drew and Shannon just freaking out when you when you come <laughs> over that last hill. It was just screaming in the comms and oh yeah it was oh, pretty yeah. enjoyable everything is just white yeah. and it's it's something to see man like if you yeah like somewhere to go if you ever want like, to see look at that definitely, a place, definitely a place to go like if, if uh it, it's a good destination spot just to go to quebec and and ride around mont laurier there's so much to see some the the restaurants are good um just you know the outfitters just you know all that kind of stuff it it was uh it's an it was an awesome trip so here's oh, a little you. video from the top yeah that's you know and I, i've got the drone footage from last year at sunset and i i didn't really put it up this year because it's just uh it's um you know going at sunset you can't beat that so we did take some footage but it, we'll show you that as it's coming up so yeah how would a how would the good folks at Energy Power Sports let a guy like Ashby pass the entrance doors, <laughs> like any other paying customer? Yeah. Uh, Actually, uh, Mike, uh, super friendly. Other Mike from Ultimax was in there last week, so he uh, he was in there and he asked me who to talk to. So I gave him a list of names, and I haven't had a chance to touch base and see how it went for him. But um, yeah, and so hopefully we'll get some Ultimax representation uh, in the house, kind of thing. But yeah, a lot of uh, 
a lot of good responses from that. Everybody's treated like a like family when you go into Energy Power Sports, and and uh, it's a great dealership. Lots to look at. You'll schedule out some time during your day because they got a, a loaded showroom, and you'll be drilling over everything from jet ski, uh, sea dues. And you always seem to talk to people too. Like you always, yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're there. Well, I basically live there, but um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I see other people go there and everyone's always chatting with someone or something. It, Everyone is, is great at that dealership, so. Yeah, yeah. Just going right from front reception on in, she greets you with a smile and and uh, and it's not very long before you see someone like Dave Collins come up to you and make sure you're doing okay and ask you if you need anything. And it's just, a, it's so cool. Like it's, it's such a great- Coffee, yeah, the lounge. Water. If you need a coffee, you can watch them some skidoo videos and and that type of thing on the TV. And yeah, it's great. So um, Brad on the parts counter is a hoot to talk to. If you're an ATVer, that guy is hard hardcore. You know, you don't have yeah. to uh, to go too far to talk to a guy. If you want to talk diesel pickups and and ATVs and and really heavy duty off road, and Brad Messenger's your guy. Mud. Talk about yeah. Mud. Yeah. Yeah. Mud. And if you're and if you're looking for, uh, if you're getting ready for your summer season, they have their 2024 Sea-Doo lineup on the floor. They got the new, uh, they got the the new Spark Tricks there. I think they have the, the new the, RX, the RXTX yeah, the, 325, 325. They have that on the floor too. They have all the, I think they have all the gear out as well. So if yeah. you're looking at starting to get into that, get your mindset. If you're kind of, hey, the winter's not over yet, but you know, if you're, if that's what you're into in the summer, you can go start picking out all your stuff for then too. Yeah, go see Brad Lapointsky says. Yep. Uh, yeah. Joel is going to get an answer from Mike on this. Why don't you have to watch a new wash a new Ultramax belt with soap before you run it? Don't they use release agents? You don't have to do anything with that belt. And we just put our belts on and we rode it, ran them in Quebec, and we broke them in properly too. It was hard. It was hard to break them in properly because when you start to feel the pull, it <laughs> you want to give it more. So. Um, one thing I wanted to do is actually switch Corey's belt out with mine after I broke it in, but we never got around to doing that. Um, you feel the difference. It's it's no lie uh, with the Ultimax. You feel the difference over the over the stock belt I was running. So it, um, it it's it's fun. It puts a little bit more flip in your throttle. That's for I'll sure. Say I, I, did, I, I heard it in the comms all day. So <laughs> let it dangle. <laughs> let her dangle. Yeah, so. I just pulled that up. So yeah, Ultimax, uh, Ultimax mold releases, mold release requires no pre-washing. Pre Thanks, no, Mike. They don't need to be washed because they don't use the waxy, greasy type of mold release. I noticed this the other weekend putting my new belt on. Your hands stay clean putting their belts on. It's kind of, All it's kind of a, that's a big difference. I didn't even think about that. And I will say there was chat, just going back to, to Ultimax's podcast, there was chat about, do I have to put my clickers down uh, click or whatever to bring the R or, or up to bring the RPMs down? We didn't, we didn't have to touch a thing. Our belts were uh, perfect when we put them on. Cause we had the, the deflection set. If you're, if you set the deflection, your belt sitting nicely, that those eight twenty ones now with the, the new version of them don't need any tweaking on the clickers. Uh, they, they run like a boss right out of the box. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so this this photo is just from the second day. Uh, Corey and Shannon decided that they were kind of getting tired, so they broke off. And then me and Dad finished out the loop that was planned. So the trails near and around Mount Laurier, those are something that people are not lying about. 
They are pretty much bare dirt, and it's sharp. Sharp and tall moguls, but once you get out, the further you get away from Mount Laurier, the better the trails got again. So that's just something to look out for and uh, some good to know. But we rode back on, like, we were laughing because we are like, oh, Corey and Shannon went back, and we rode back on a carpet, and the, the trail all the way back to the house was groomed by that club we were talking about earlier. And so, yeah, that last night's ride was, was, a, was a hoot. Except the one part near Mount Laurier. That's what I said. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah. I said. I said oh, Mount I was, Laurier. Yeah, Mount Laurier. Thinking. The that what people are saying is not a lie. It is down to dirt and it is sharp, steep moguls. Um, so that's something to look out for. But other than that, it's gonna be uncomfortable for twenty clicks. Yeah, but we went new. If you go north of uh, for me, new you you have no issues. Are we back in there? So there we go. Where's so it? where's oh yeah? And this is the best part of coming yeah. home. Explain. We, we I, I don't understand. Yeah, so we went, this to me. yeah so we went to see my my daughter she lives in ottawa and i said to Corey, hey we're gonna go see my daughter drew hasn't seen her new apartment yet and that kind of thing so we just set ways up to go to her place and it took us off the highway pretty early didn't it Corey? like i was like yeah so it was funny it's funny because you're you're way like so you signal light goes on and you start heading down the off-ramp and we continue pod like what the heck's going on and then I don't know, five seconds later, Shannon sees a McDonald's. So she goes, she sees a big M and she goes, oh, they're going to McDonald's, right? So that's kind yeah. of what we thought you did. But did you no, go to McDonald's no. anyway? No, we didn't. Oh, we actually, wow. so we we headed down that road and it wasn't too far. We're driving along and it's fairly straight go. And then we come down this hill and it's like a river and it almost looked like there's these big gates and stuff. And she goes, what's going on? Like, do we have to turn here? And then we go up to the thing and there's a guy going like, he's, he's going, okay, come on, come on. And it's a ferry. And That's crazy, man. yeah. And so the ferry takes you across the, the Gatineau river sled trailer. We were behind another truck with the trailer. And this is when we're moving out. And I said to the guy, can I get out of the truck? And it just buzzes you across the river. It was 18 bucks for the truck and trailer. 13. So, cause you pay per, so you pay, uh, it's $13, $13 per any car. And then you pay $5 per axle on a trailer. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it held, I don't know how many cars would have been on it. It was a, it was a small thing, but there's an idea of the truck and trailer and my truck and trailer. And that's pretty much the length of the barge. It's not very big at all. So and Shannon it, Googled it, eh? On the, sorry, Shannon Googled it yeah. on the way out. It's a, it's cable driven. Yeah. There's a big cable on the other side. So there you go. It just, it just pulls it across and then pulls it back and, and yeah. vice versa. Right. So that's kind of, that was kind of cool. Huh. But the funny thing is we didn't even have to wait. Cause it was already at our side of the shore <laughs> and it was almost like we're driving along. We were on it before we knew we were even on a fair. The, guy, the guy's just like, Oh, you know, whatever he was yeah. saying, he was in, he was speaking French. Like all the stops, all the signs are awfully gibberish. So I can't read them. So it's like, yeah, okay, I'll just go. Hopefully it takes us Ottawa. It was nice. very cool. All right. So now that I'm done my, my 50 photo <laughs> rant about how great our weekend was. Sorry guys. I know. Um, <laughs> Let's get some photos. That, that was cool, though. They, it, it would have been neat to have both just me and Corey's truck on there because we would have filled the Oh, barge, my God. Right? That would have been cool. Huh. It would have been neat. We'll have to do that I, next I, time. I, we would have, where did it take you? Like, where did it take like, So, basically, it takes you to the uh, – it's a shorter route than going the way that you went. Oh. Um, so, it takes you basically – and you go down that road and you're on 417. So you don't have to go through Ottawa and Gatineau, which is a big thing if you're coming from oh. our area of Ontario. You know, you got to oh. go through downtown Ottawa and downtown yeah, Gatineau. That, 
terrible. Yeah, yeah. so you avoid that. And so. it's kind of cool as well. Like, how many places can you go where you get on a barge? There's, what, Drummond Island and the UP? Yeah. Oops, yeah. It was neat. But uh, you know what you should have done? You know what you should have done is unloaded the sleds and drove the sleds on, right? And then yeah, they had a price for three-wheeler for yeah. Rikers and Spiders, and it was like eight bucks. I'm like, oh, I had the roller yeah, skis if we had more time. Skis. That might that might happen. That's <laughs> we didn't we didn't do your. You we forgot the last out? week. What's oh, no, the drone! No. You didn't get the drone out. Oh, there wasn't bad. actually. There wouldn't have been enough time. I don't think you'd have like, to be prepared. You'd have to be prepared ahead of time because have it sitting have it sitting on your hood or something when you drive yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, it would be. You'd have to have it out and ready to go because once it, it, we basically got on the gate closed and we were moving like and it's not very. It took a maybe a minute two minutes to get across. Not very, oh. maybe maximum five minutes. It's not very long. Like we were to the other side before, like we got out to take pictures. By the time we were done taking photos, it was like, oh, we got to get back in the truck and start it, right? Because they clear you off. Um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't do our thing where you went through and tell who's in the chat. We did, we missed this last I week. No, I did it. No, no we did not. We didn't do the who's in the chat. No, I, did. I read off comments and yeah. everything. No, we didn't. Usually, you go through the names or whatever. Yeah, you didn't no, do that today. No, yeah, I did. No, you didn't. I can he go did. through it again. All Train TV came back in, and Joel Aitner, uh, Lapointsky we mentioned. Mike Ashby was new to the chat. Uh, he came in there late. Uh, there was another new one, the Diesel Wheel Horse guy. Welcome aboard. That's a new name. Bam Customs is in. Brian Lynn was in. Uh, Kenneth Potasalio, he's, uh, he's a new name that I don't recognize. Uh, welcome aboard. Welcome into the shop. Um, love seeing new faces in here, that's for sure. Greg DeGurr. Uh, Joel Aikner, Wisco Sledheads, Noble Shit, No Bullshit uh, is in there. Um, Bobby O, he's back. Uh, we don't have J we don't have Galitz and uh, and outdoor outdoor uh, hobby guy because they're riding right now, and they're probably going to be listening when they get back. Pat of Pat off Richard, he's in the house. That's a new name. Thanks for joining us. Rob the oil guy's back, of course. Uncle Buck. Uh, it goes on and on. We're all there. But Greg DeGur sent me in some pictures, and he says, hey, Gary, here's a couple of pictures of my machines. I have a 22 Polaris Titan 800 that I bought last year from Byers in Aurelia. The sales girl said it was supposed to be the camera girl's or the camera sled for Snowtrax TV, but it didn't show up until the end of March in 22. I bought it then, and the same week the fuel pump recall was announced, so I didn't get it until near the end of December. I've named the beast Large Marge. Uh, that's not it there, of course. Uh, let me see if I can find it. It must be that one. Um, oh, let me go back here. That's Large Marge there. Um, I do a lot of ice fishing. I bought a trail pass last year and did quite a few days of trail riding. I haven't had a pass since the days of my 94 Mach 1 670. I love that. That thing was a weapon. Uh, I got a heavy-duty front bumper, an ice auger carrier for large Marge, as well as a Polaris winch for it. Stuck, sucks, and Marge is 605 pounds dry. Uh, this is the first new sled I've ever owned and the first sled I've ever spent more than 1500 bucks on. Um, I have a 93 Arctic Cat Cougar 440, which is what that one is liquid that i'm going to hang on to because it's only got 2600 original miles the fellow i bought the cougar from still had the original tags and pamphlets that came in the envelope with the owner's manual i'm in peterborough and ride the asp absley co hill bancroft area that's all nice area 
I listen to podcasts every week in my career. What's that? That's still open too. Still yellow. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> he uh, he says he listens to the podcast every week in his tractor trailer when I'm working and I watch it when I can remember that it's on Monday night at seven. LOL. Keep up the great work. And if anyone's stuck, broke down or needs a tow, I'm always up to see what large Marge can do because Polaris says it's got a 1200 pound towing capacity. The picture of Marge in my garage when I was installing a heavy duty bumper for the winch. And as you can see, as a radiator with a fan, as well as regular heat exchangers. So that's kind of neat. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, it's, it is a large Marge, but that, that is an awesome auger holder there. Yeah. yeah. There's the cougar. That thing looks in good shape. Mm -hmm. Love cougars. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> there Whoa. we go. There's the radiator. I was thinking that was an intercooler when I first saw that picture, actually. But uh, that's just the rad. That's cool. Yeah. Extra protection. That, the, the expeditions and the Titans were popular this weekend, weren't they? Oh, yeah, lots. And lots of bad, like the crazy back, like uh, trunks and and yeah all kinds of stuff it was pretty cool to see yeah 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 for sure the guy shoveling snow at uh yeah, the the, guy, at the loot at the unique it was a box bigger than this one that's on this on large marge and he had a snow shovel one of the ones you push on the ground with it with the big mouth on it picking up snow from the parking lot and dumping it in the box for his beer yeah <laughs> i was like man that's cool yeah that's cool great sled yeah those are awesome workhorses, that's for sure. Look there at that that's a That's a Canadian ice hunt with a cougar out front. Yeah, that Titan would probably be decent on trails, too. And this is Lauren Scanlon, and he sorry, says, sorry. Uh, let me just grab this here. Yeah, don't get that sled stuck is what... Uh, no, he said, yeah, don't get that sled says, stuck. Yeah. Uh, this is Kirkland Lake, uh, sunset pictures on Lake Temuscombe. Tamiskaming, uh, cheers, and I love your podcast. Thanks, Lauren. We love having you. This is a Val Dor trip here. We might have seen that. No, we didn't see that bridge. We weren't up that high. Um, but Val Dor and Kirkland Lake, and uh, what did you say the last one? Tamiskaming. This one here is Tamiskaming. But uh, nice. Good looking, uh, good looking sled and good looking photos here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like good. yeah. But, uh, Gary, Marge will dangle too, by the way. <laughs> I bet she will. Yeah. Thanks for sending those in, Lauren. That's awesome. Love sunset pictures. You can't get enough of them. Mark, Mark Kramer, Kramer, he says. Yeah, he's Mark part of the uh, the Feb. He's part of the Feb uh, Fergus Laura Bellwood Club. He is so. Yeah. I think he. I think he's their. I think he might be their social media guy. I think else. he is. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I did some tukes for the for him a few years ago for the for the snowmobile club. So nice. um, yeah, uh, myself and another club member rolled out of the Val rode out of the Valdor area the past few days. We couldn't believe how amazing the trails were, in particular with the low snow condition that most of Ontario and Quebec have experienced. We mo we rode mostly fresh groomed trails up to Amos, Sanitaire, and La Belle on our daily loops. While on Amos for lunch, the owner of our favorite hotel we stay at asked if we could help tow his sign out to the trail entrance to, so customers could see where the hotel is. We happily agreed to help, and, pick, and he picked up the lunch tab for our efforts. 
Great oh, trip hey. and highly recommend the area. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. That's really good. I wonder if he was with Denon's group because Denon was with a couple snowmobile clubs. Uh, from Collingwood, I think. Oh, he was with Collingwood? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a sign being towed out. That's awesome. You know, so there you go, Brian Lynn. Skidoo's not only tow lynxes, they tow signs. Yeah. But we didn't get a free lunch though from Brian when we told his links. Mm, we didn't get we got, we got, we got dinner. We, did. we got dinner and, and, and a hey, <laughs> We got better. Of course, the accommodations were his heated garage floor. No, yes. No. <laughs> it was good. Thanks, Brian. That, that's a great. That's a story you'll tell for decades, Mark. And we won the sign. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Look at that trail. Nice. Yeah, because yeah, the other people we know in, in Valdor said they were amazing as well. Oh, that's a great yeah, that's shot. A, that's a cool shot. That's Quebec right there, right? Like that's oh yeah, how it looks. Yeah. Okay, this is about chasing snow. Where would you like to live in Ontario? Can, is the answer oh. Quebec? <laughs> <laughs> I live in Mount Laurier. There's my answer. Yeah. Or Val d'Or. This looks beautiful. This year, this year. Oh, geez, I don't know. It's it's hard to say right now. I mean, I guess maybe Bancroft. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. They they usually have snow. They all they seem to always have snow, and I mean they're still open. A few lot of trails around there are still open. I don't know how good they are, but yeah, we we were on Highway Seven on our way home, Corey, and they were thin. The yeah. ones that did cross the road, but oh, I mean, you guys hey, came back seven. You came yeah, it took us down that way. I'm not really sure why, but anyways, uh, thin. But hey, it's an open trail, and yeah. it's a bad winter, right? Yeah, someone says there's, there's zero powder on that trail. It's true, but there's zero powder everywhere you go. So you're, <laughs> yeah. you're making like it's not like he's riding zero powder where you know two towns over there in a foot. Um, it is what it is. And actually, when we drove down the road, I thought, man, these snowdrifts look like they're hard rock, like all the the sides of the the trail on the road. Oh yeah. And you got you got out and stepped off and went right down to your knees. Yeah, Which I couldn't believe it. it. Looked like it was hard, but it really wasn't. I, and he made—he actually just said, "Unless you have scratchers, yeah." A lot of the hard pack trail. I mean, he was fine this weekend, but I'm sure. I'm sure Bancroft area. I think he maybe he's referring to Bancroft. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would suggest getting a set of scratchers for this season. I think after. Yeah, yeah Uncle Buck. The ever changing vistas of Mary Lake is a nice place, but it needs more <sighs> snow. I don't even know if it's, it's frozen. True. I'm not. I, it won't be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, and that's the uh, that's the thing. It's like it's not a year to answer that question. That's for sure. But uh, only positive vibes in this chat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, what do we got here, Matt? Start some old iron. He's wishing for colder weather. This is the this is that's Whoa. his four forty, I think, right or four four seventy. Small, yeah, it's yeah, just small. Four seventy. Ooh, and uh, ooh, Formula five hundred on that one, or is that the engine from it? That's probably the five hundred block there. No, because it's got yellow skis. This isn't the same sled. Oh, okay, that's four forty then. But uh, yeah, so he's wishing for colder weather, and we all are. But we'll see what happens in the next, you know, coming days are going to be important. I know there's a lot of negativity out there when you look at Facebook and social media, and we try to be positive here on snowmobile sessions, right, Corey? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we can't be positive, who can be? Right. You know. Mm hmm. I want to thank you guys again for the weekend. It was uh, it was a blast. It's always a good time. 
Sorry, Cor. Uh, he just actually Snapchatted me. It's a 583 in a 470 do. Oh, that's awesome. That's Mass Art, that first that's one. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's always fun. Thank you for having us. And yeah. I'm glad we made the choice of moving more north uh, because I yeah. think it was the right choice to make. And, you know, and that's the other thing about flexibilities of Airbnbs is make sure that you. Yeah, you I'll check, check the cancellation. Cancellation policies are huge. Um, that's right. Uh, sometimes we found, I think when you get into the bigger ones with more guys or more beds or rooms or whatever you want to call it, um, they they seem to keep half of your nightly rate if you cancel. Um, so you got to be careful with that. So we always, like, I always try and book with 48-hour cancellation for full refund. And yeah. you know what? They ask for a, a reason and, you know, the last guy's, like obviously they know like because you're asking them excuse me um you know how are the snowmobile trails so they know you're coming to snowmobile and just tell them like it doesn't matter you don't have to tell them anything but you know just be just be honest and just say look like unfortunately you know the trails are, are not in good shape and we're gonna move and you know the guy's like oh I'm totally understandable like you know I, I mean if you picked this place if you picked this place once you know what's the chance you're gonna pick you might pick it again right so yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. You know, something something caught your eye with the place. Just just the weather obviously seems to have a, a big part. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, if they're if they're catering to snowmobilers, they'll understand. Throwing yeah, sparks at the rolling the dice and heading to, in to Maine in two weeks for two weeks. So that's pretty crazy. And Maine, I think, is doing good right now. The East Coast is getting hammered. So you should have a pretty good good time there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's said uh, that was a, a great weekend and uh, good times. And thanks for the helmet review today. And yeah, just yeah. want to touch base and give everybody an update. And we'll be back next week at uh, seven o'clock. And for anybody registered for lodge sessions, just look forward to your emails and I'll be in touch on, on what's happening and what's going on. And away we'll go. So thank you all three yeah. you boys for having the show tonight. After that long haul of driving, <laughs> love the vintage, the live lodge session show last year. I hope you all have snow. Thanks, Bobby. We do too. That's yeah. a fun. That's a fun time, and we're uh, we're trying yeah, to stay home. Yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah, we definitely. I mean, we chatted on the way home and stuff, and you know, obviously, it's not in the best. And we don't want to cancel it, obviously. It's, but I mean, you know, we got to do what we got to do, and and you know, no one, you know, I don't know. It, it sucks because we want to get together and, you know, with everyone and, uh, and we look forward to seeing everyone like from last year and new faces and, and stuff like that. But, you know, everyone knows, everyone obviously understands. Right. So. Oh, for know. sure. For sure. Yeah. We're staying hopeful. It's for, for now it's on still until, until you hear it's not. And, uh, uh just pray for snow, not rain Every- on Friday. And then I'll get an update from Jim on Monday. And, uh, if I don't have, an update Monday night, Tuesday morning, definitely we will. And we can talk about plan B if there is a plan B and, and that kind of thing. Everybody yeah. do their snow dance uh, yeah, Thursday night, right. Friday morning, yeah. please. Just yeah. Please. The points, he says, thank you boys. Love seeing you every Monday. We love seeing you every Monday. Uh, Hope to see you next. Yeah. No snow and can't ride yet. It's still fun to talk about snowmobiles. It is. It's very fun to talk about snowmobiles. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, I, we enjoy it. That's why we came on tonight. And I was hoping that, that we would have heard from out, uh, 
you know, outdoor hobby yeah. guy in Galitz because uh, the show was for. We, we had a hoot meeting them last night. And I mean, it's, and again, the Tim guy that came up to us on the trail at first, he's sitting there just looking, not sure if he should come talk to us. And then, yeah. and then he does. And it's, you know, we're, we're just like you and you and me, you know, like it's just like anyone else. So we love to talk about snowmobiles. We love it when you guys talk to us and it, uh, it inflates our egos a bit too, doesn't it, Corey? <laughs> but yeah so it's if you ever do see us out there don't hesitate to, to wave us down or flag us down and ran into a couple nice guys on the on the rail trail uh when we went up to the homestead there a week ago and and it was pretty cr crazy yeah so. we, seem, we seem to run into a few people uh every season so yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. And there's always people that are that are looking at the sleds and you know they, they kind of stare at us when we're pulling out and maybe it's because they're going to look at these clowns their gopro cameras and their <laughs> youtube stickers but who knows maybe they're also guys that recognize us but they just don't know if they can come up they don't know if the cameras are rolling well, Please, like oh. we can always cut stuff out of the video if you don't want to be if you just want to come and say hey i watch the channel and i love what you guys do then 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 just come up to us we're not we love it we love here funny it. thing so one little quick story we uh we pull into the lunic uh in the middle of nowhere basically uh quebec and you know we we thought it was a restaurant so we take our helmets off and you know everything and this guy i'm you know i'm walking through the parking lot and this guy comes walking over towards me um with his helmet on and he says i know you and i'm like i'm like i say who the hell are you like i don't know who the heck would know me <laughs> up here he goes, oh, I'll just wait till I get my helmet off and takes his helmet off. And it was my wife's cousin in the middle of nowhere from that we haven't seen in probably six years. So he saw us coming in. Uh, he noticed Shannon sled is what he said. So he's like, oh, well, you know, he's seen pictures, obviously, on Facebook and stuff. And then literally walked over and like totally mind blown, like small world. Um it was it was crazy so that was kind of cool. the right time the right place like oh my we were god like, out. like we, were, <laughs> we would have been gone and yeah. totally missed them like passing yeah. ships i i thought i was i was dumbfounded that was awesome that to, yeah. to, just the, your reaction to like like who the hell are you like he's going i know you hey Corey, i know you and and yeah. you're like yeah, well, who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> in the middle of and nowhere. Next, and the next thing you know, like they leave, and then and then we didn't know where they were going. And the next thing you know, we head up to the hundred lakes, and then they're sitting at a table. The four of them are sitting at a table, and you know, so it was, yeah, like, it was, yeah, it's kind of cool. So, yeah, and that's snowmobiling, man. That's snowmobiling. You just never know, never know who you're gonna see, what you're gonna see, and and uh, yeah, it's fun. It's awesome. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like there's all kinds of stories and. The guy, the guy that owns the the uh, restaurant at the top of the the uh, Devil's Mountain. Oh, I didn't even talk about he's that. He's hilarious. Oh. Like that guy. Didn't was talk about hoot. food either. Talk, no, what about oh him? man, Devil's yeah. Mountain guys. You never think in the middle of nowhere on top of a mountain there'd be a, a, a amazing trailside restaurant, but there is a an amazing trailside restaurant. I can't remember the name of it off the top uh, of my head. Relay, Relay, oh, yeah, Relay Diablo or something. Relay yeah, Montaigne. Relay yeah. du Montaigne Diablo. The guy that that uh, that I, I assume he was probably the owner of it. Yeah, I think he was the owner. Uh, I don't have a picture of my food. Absolute who? Yeah, so we get in there and 
we're, we didn't know what we're gonna eat. We're at, and then you ask about the pizza, and he's like, he was straight up with us. He was like, yeah, you're you could you could split the pizza, and yeah, you got a picture oh. over there. Oh, oh, it doesn't like it. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so he and he even knew we were like, yeah, we're gonna each split a pizza. Me, Corey, Shannon, then yeah. uh, me and Dad. Hard and to see. We had two <laughs> two pops and a and a nine inch pizza. Uh. No, yeah, yeah, two pops nine pizza was was uh fifteen dollars with, and that was including my tip to the guy as well. It was, and it, it was nine inch. It was like eleven inch. Because I think he said, done, I think right? he's like, it says nine, but it really with the crust, it turns out to be an eleven. It's got layer, layers of pepperoni. Oh and, my uh, gosh, it was it was an amazing pizza, and the yeah, menu is it's huge. not just pizza. Yeah, yeah full, full like chicken parm, spaghetti, or whatever, and. Obviously, poutine with homemade garlic bread and poutine. Yeah, yeah. In most places Ups. you go for lunch have a very limited menu when they're serving lunch. This this thing had a full menu. It was and it was home cooked and heaping plates, portions, and and good great value. I can't say enough. The place is beautiful. It's so and funny because the, view, the views uh, the, the views are worth a million bucks, right? So yeah, they are. They are. He <laughs> could charge way more. Um, yeah. The the funny thing is, was you know you go in and you his helmet racks and stuff last year when we went it was under renovation on the one side and they put an addition on and he put a huge rack that like uh basically uh an area where you can hang all your coats and jackets yeah. and there's slots for your helmets to go and and everything there's like snow, that snow cruiser snow cruiser up in the top rack there and yeah and uh, the four-sided fireplace in the middle and uh, it was it, it's it was amazing we never went in last year um i went to the washroom i think but we never ate but yeah, uh, yeah it's definitely a stop it's it's amazing so yeah no i was, yeah. I was gonna say about my story right. is and we went in with our with our snow pants on and our jackets and hung them on the chair and and he says to us what are you doing with them on the chair i spent 70 grand on the coat rack out there and you're, you're oh. putting your coats on the chair <laughs> oh which is funny he didn't care but he was he was he was laughing with us so we had a hoot and I definitely recommend his place. And we said that to Galitz and outdoor hobby guy, Steve, and we said, don't go anywhere except there for your food out on the trail. Cause it's well worth it. Right. Good yeah. prices. Yeah. And the, it's like the guy never experienced inflation. It's like, he's never left the mountain or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and it's amazing the food. Cause you go like, you know, obviously someone brings it up to him and the prices are fair. Like it's a great business he must do. And, Cause it's always packed with side by sides and sleds up there. So um, yeah, the, the unfortunate I, part, the, the group, the group that we knew that were up there the day before on the Saturday, um, which is something to think about. Uh, they actually waited two hours for their food. Um, and the, the issue is, well, uh, number one's busy, but staffing again. Um, he had said that uh, obviously we saw it the same, like, there's like two people and the same guy cooks, serves, takes your money, yeah. you know, waits, staff, like all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's, you know, you gotta be patient obviously, but it's hard when you're trying to see a bunch of sites and you pay money to, you know, be up there and ride around. But, you know, but, but for us, it was what? like, we had our food in 20 minutes. Cause yeah. he, he told you know, us, we went on, yeah, yeah, he told us like, cause I think out of here in 10 minutes, you know, like yeah. he was, uh, he was really good that mm -hmm. way. But that's the thing. It's like, he, they're doing the best they can 
because they're at the top of a mountain for crying out loud. Right? Yeah, like let's not forget, yeah, like this isn't on a road. There's no road access. It's a snow covered, snow ghosted yeah. mountain. GFS just can't bring their 18 wheeler up there and drop off their food, right? Like, no, like no. you're you're tra you're trailering up food, and it, it's it's pretty sweet, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's only by sled, by ATV, or by foot you can access yeah. this place. So, oh, maybe helicopter too. But yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Stay tuned for videos coming out on that on the on the whole weekend and uh, away we go. So, yeah. So, has anyone heard anything from the owner of the Magpie Relay in Dubreville? Do they have snow? I think that area does have snow along that way. If you head east towards the Cap and and all that, so Dubreville and you know where uh, I, I've heard a lot of people saying that they've gone to Mylene's place, uh, follower north, and have had great time. So, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, I, I think they do have snow. Check the uh, ofsc.on.ca. There's an interactive trail guide on that website if you don't have the app, and you'll get trail statuses on there. And you can always cool. reach out to the you can always reach out to the Magpie as well, and and just ask them direct because I know Paul will will respond, right? Joel, should I buy should I buy my wife a chainsaw for Valentine's Day? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Says chick you want to marry owns her own chainsaw snowmobile. Quality girl, she's a keeper. Amen, brother. <laughs> I got one down. I just need the chainsaw part, right? Yeah. <laughs> it could she's be. a ripper. Anyway, yeah, we we've had a long day, so I won't keep you any longer. Corey, thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, and, thanks again. Uh, yeah, making guys. a show out of nowhere, right? Yeah. We we whip this up we're like you know what we'll in the car we're on our on our little conference call we're like let's let's do this let's just let's just put a show together tonight for the people right yeah and cheer, the, cheers to you joel as well so that's right cheers to you and uh yeah thanks again and we'll see you next week and uh we'll we'll keep on rocking yeah fingers crossed for uh for sudbury yeah for sure for sure You're snow dance everyone snow dance like crazy Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Corey. We'll talk. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yep. Take care, guys. Okay. Yep. Take care. It's a journey for life.